The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for a mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guests and hosts. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Hey there. Welcome to another fun, exciting edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Podcast. I am your host, Lenny. Folks, we finally take a journey to West Virginia together. And I got to say, this fella I had come on really represented West Virginia well. Honestly, one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever done. I had a lot of fucking fun. This dude was a great fucking sport. It was it was a good time, to say the least. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Learn a lot about policing West Virginia. All kinds of fun stuff. I think you guys will like it. Before we get into the podcast, though, I got to give big thanks to the sponsors who make all of this possible. And without the great folks that have sponsored this podcast, this wouldn't exist. This podcast is brought to you by 108 Coffee Company. They're a law enforcement and veteran-owned company and a strong supporter of the first responder community. They're more than just a brand and pride themselves on the quality of their coffee. Make sure to check out their site where you'll find a variety of coffee as well as apparel and other merchandise. Go 108 with your favorite roast, 108coffeecompany.com. And that's 10-8coffeecompany.com. And of course, in the podcast description, I'll have the links and all that good stuff. All right, without any further ado, due to time constraint and baseball madness, no band today. And we'll be right back with the podcast. <laughs> and now, the moment you've all been waiting for the man that's going to redeem West Virginia on this podcast. I have the man himself, Michael Scotch. How are you, Michael? I'm good, and you? Uh, I'm just uh, living that dream, man, uh, drinking some brewskis and, uh, you know, making a podcast in my basement like normal 30-year-old men do, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. Every guy's got a podcast. I'm sure you have a podcast, right? <sighs> Not yet. Not yet. All right. Well, I believe in you. Now, <laughs> we, we talked a little bit before we started recording. And uh, you, unfortunately, cannot be drinking with us tonight. That is true. I'm trying a new beer. It's been a long time. Well, not a long, long time, but I'm trying to get back in the habit of being an alcoholic for you guys. And, buddy, I found one of the Mountain Dew beers, so I got to fucking try it. Have you had one yet? No, Mountain Dew beers? Yeah, apparently um, it's just Mountain Dew hard something. I don't know. I'm going to drink it. (laughs) I said hard something. (laughs) Holy shit. What's the verdict? I'm going to go fucking punch some drywall. <laughs> uh, dude, this is really good. 
I got yeah. something to be addicted to. It's uh, apparently does, zero sugar. Does it sugar. have Mountain Dew? Is there Mountain Dew? Is this a Dew drink? It tastes like Mountain Dew, bro. It's hard Mountain Dew, zero sugar, 5% alcohol. Nice. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. I like it. Well, let's just get down to brass tacks. Here's what everyone wants to know. Is do country roads really lead you home? Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, yes. Louder. Louder. <laughs> that song is going to play many times on this podcast, and I'm apologizing. Do. But everyone wants to know, do the, mount, the country roads take you home only on Friday and Saturday nights, not during the work yeah. week? Yeah, and it depends on how much alcohol you've consumed. Okay. I'm sure we will talk about my West Virginia adventure at some point, but we figured out that the uh, country roads do in fact lead you home sometimes or potentially into a ditch, depending on how much you drink. <laughs> that is correct. Here's what I want to know, Michael Scotch. Am I all wrong about West Virginia? It depends. It depends on where you're at. Okay. Like the, the most horrible rumors or whatever stereotypes you've heard of West Virginia, there are parts of West Virginia where those are true. Um, but 85, 90% of the state is nothing like that. It's absolutely awesome. Um, we, and not to shit on uh, those areas, we call those areas of those stereotypes the coal fields. Um, and that is where most of your coal mining comes from. Um, they're really, really uh, poverty stricken areas, a lot of overdoses. Um, Crack meth, heroin, um, it's it's terrible there. Just about any rumor you've heard of West Virginia can be found in the coal fields. There are amazing people in the coal fields, but anything you've heard is probably true at one point or another down there. I, I will concede that West Virginia is a fucking gorgeous state. Yeah. I mean, the, correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole state's in the mountains, right? Yeah, the Appalachian Mountains, yeah. Can you say that one more time? I would love to say that one Do more it. time. Do it. Appalachian, not Appalachian, not the Ap Appalachians, the Appalachian Mountains. The Appalachians. That's it. Holy shit, I said something right. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man, yep. we should just end the podcast now. I don't fucking say yes. shit normally. Yep. Right You're ever. batting 100. Yep. 100. <laughs> hey, I'm batting for for four uh, with kids too, but that's a different story. <laughs> so let's before we get we dive too deep into the 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 coal fields, let's talk a little bit about you, Michael Scotch. Okay. Um, I've heard you're a little, oh, God damn it, what's the line from the office? Uh, a little, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little I'm not super. I'm a little stitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's talk <laughs> about you, man. How long have you been a cop for? Um, thirteen years. Been with the same agency for 13 years. When you started, what was your why into getting into law enforcement? Um, to be honest with you, it, it wasn't a childhood dream. Um, it was, I guess, to an extent. Um, and I can clearly remember 11, 12 years old, Christmas morning, the whole, the whole Christmas morning scene in my living room. And there was apparently a car wreck or something near my house. We heard sirens. Uh, we get outside and we see two, uh, 
cruisers, you know, working this accident. And that was kind of an eye opener that, you know, um, man, I, I may be working Christmas morning, um, Thanksgiving day, you know, and that kind of, I'm a big family guy. So that kind of, kind of turned me off for a while, to be honest with you. And then, um, uh, went to high school, went to college and kind of halfway through college, I had some buddies that was in law enforcement, um, kind of looked up to those guys. They had, you know, stories and, and things like that, that kind of drew me, uh, to this kind of work. And I guess it just snowballed from there. Um, I did an internship, uh, with a small PD when I was in college and loved it. They actually, uh, let me work on their PT standard. There was no standard at that department. Um, and I was an exercise sport and health education major, which basically means I was a PE teacher. Um, and they kind of allowed me to work my major into their police department so I could articulate doing a ride along for college credit. Um, and I really got to know a lot of those guys. I really liked the work even more. Um, got to do some hands-on things with those guys for about two years. And, uh, I ultimately ended up applying for a different agency close by, uh, but it wasn't a lifelong dream by any means. It was almost a, you know, within a couple of months, I decided I'm going to do this. How has it been so far the first 13 years? The first, the first five years was absolutely better than any, any dream I could imagine, uh, with law enforcement. I mean, it was, it was absolutely everything I hoped for plus some, um, then it got a little crazy, uh, policies kind of started crowding, um, crowding us like everywhere else. And then of course the last couple of years, um, I thought I had it pretty bad until I hear some of the guys on your, on your podcast. Um, and now I realize I've, we've actually got it pretty good, um, here in my agency, a lot better off than I thought. Um, so it's, it's not so bad, um, where I'm at, (laughs) again, it's, it's kind of, it's the, the fun is starting to taper. Um, but I'm still full of piss and vinegar. Um, we can stop cars. I'm still big into stopping cars, answer every call that comes across the radio that I can possibly answer, take every investigation I can take. Um, I I still love it. So what was the big change after the first five years that really clamp things down in your opinion? So I originally started, uh, my career, um, have a very large, um, area of responsibility. So I started, um, in some of the Coalfield, um, area and uh, like I said, not, not to shit on those guys. There's a lot of really good folks there, but it was almost work like working in a third world country. Um, to say the least, um, like literally we, we literally found people starving to death and had died from starvation. Um, not homeless people, like people that, uh, had, had a home, uh, that just couldn't buy food. Um, and we were ignored, like law enforcement down there was kind of ignored, left alone. That's kind of the disgusting area. No one wants to talk about, no one wants to to put any time, money, or effort into the coal fields that, that kind of went to the wolves. Um, so, you know, as far as getting written up, um, you know, anything like that, there was no microscope on us. Um, I'm not from there. I don't live there. Um, I was driving there to work 
and like anyone else, I, I wanted to get closer to home. So uh, they let me uh, lateral kind of uh, transfer closer to home. And I found myself under the microscope a little more uh, once I got closer to home. Uh, uh, it's, it's a nicer area. Um, there's people with money. Um, there's uh, quote unquote in, important people um, that live uh, in the area that I work now. Um, so things that were accepted before are no longer accepted now. And then, of course, I, I kind of, you know, I found my way. Um, and then with all the recent, you know, um, craziness in the country uh, in the last few years, it, it's really turned. Um, policies have really, really buckled down. Uh, we're a policy heavy agency, uh, which is good and bad. But, you know, if, if you break a policy, uh, you're, you're going to get written up and it's going to hurt you. Um, and there's, you know, you can't drive two miles in your cruiser without breaking some kind of policy. Sorry, man. That it sucks. Okay, but here, here's what's interesting though, because I, when you first started talking, I was like, oh, it's gonna be. I feel like I can start kind of diagnosing guys, like, oh, they've been on ten plus years, and it's just the honeymoon's over. But yours is yeah. a little bit different, and maybe it's mixed in with the honeymoon a little bit more. But when you said earlier there was things that were accepted and weren't accepted, you have like some examples of that. What's accepted um, in one area of the town of, yeah. and what's not. So, for instance, the, the, the culture, it's a culture. It's a different culture in the coal fields. If I go to a domestic or, or any type of, you know, kind of, kind of semi-serious call and I ask someone, you know, hey, sir, could you, could you please, you know, have a seat for me? They're going to they're gonna tell me to suck their dick. Um, when, uh, and I found that out, you know, pretty quick. So it was. Hey, sit the fuck down. I'm in charge. Let me do my job. I'll be out of your hair. But you're going to shut the fuck up just for give me 10 minutes to sort this out. And I'm out of here. Oh, all right, bro. You, you know, that's 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 how that culture communicates. I guess you could say that's what they understand. And, and other guys have talked about on the podcast that, that there's you got to read the room. Um, and the room there was all the same. Every house was the same room. I knew how to speak to people like they want to speak. That's not naturally how I speak. Um, that's, that wasn't the way I was raised. Uh, it wasn't how I was brought up at all. Um, it was very weird telling folks that was older. I came in at 21 years old. It was very strange for me to tell a 40-year-old man to shut the fuck up and just chill. You know, that, that was very, because I was not raised to do that. So I learned that that, if I tell someone that, then I don't have to fight them. If I tell someone to stop it or they're going to be in handcuffs, they're going to be arrested. Um, you know, someone's going to get hurt if we don't stop, if this isn't, you know, under control quickly, that keeps me from having to go hands on. That keeps me from having to use a taser. That keeps me from having to, you know, get physical with someone is my mouth. Um, so when I transferred out of there, that's, that's not the room I had any, any longer. Um, you know, I'm dealing with folks, you know, that make a lot more money than I do. Um, I'm dealing with folks that are not used to being talked to that way. So I quickly had to reel in my style, uh, I guess you could say. Um, and, and, and I've adjusted and now I know how to speak to these people, but it was quite an adjustment. Well, let me ask you this because I, well, let me go off on a tangent because this is what I do here. Sure. I've learned, I try really hard and I'm just going to stop trying. I know, I, I know, it. I know what's going to happen here. We're just going to let it happen. 
the first thing, and I'll probably forget the second one by the time I'm done with this tangent, is people, I think, often confuse culture with race. Yes. Within white folks, there's different cultures. Within black folks, there's different cultures. With Hispanics, Asians, there's all sorts of different cultures within every ethnicity, right? Absolutely. There's white folks that don't know how to act. There's black folks that don't know how to act. There's purple people. I don't fucking know what exists anymore. Who knows? Um, people that identify as uh, dolphins. They don't know how to act sometimes, <laughs> too. Correct. It's not a fucking race thing to say somebody didn't know how to act or culturally it's an issue. Like it, It's like that super ignorant thing. Like, oh, you just you don't like black people. Within different cultures, there's people that don't know how to fucking act. Like, stop making it a racial thing. It's people that don't know how to act thing. Okay? Absolutely. That's the first part of it. Um, the second part of it is fuck. I hate when people are fucking entitled and think they're above the law because they're whatever they are important. I mean, you, you see that video a couple months, I don't know, it's probably a year ago now where a cop pulled over a sheriff, didn't recognize him as the sheriff. And the sheriff's like, Nope, I'm not giving you my information. You know who I am. That's fucking bullshit. That kind of yes. type shit drives me up the fucking wall. Absolutely. Yeah. So yep. that, there's there's my tangents. I kind of re- I don't think I actually remember the second ones, but you got two, two for the price of one. So yeah. you're welcome. That's so, what I appreciate about you. That yeah. is what I appreciate about you. So, dude, you started <laughs> at 21. Did you feel like you started too young? No, um, I, I'm a pretty boring guy or was a pretty, pretty boring guy. I never cracked. Uh, this is honest to God's truth. I never cracked a beer until after I was a police officer. True story. Um, like I just wasn't a wild kid. I just wasn't. Um, I played. By the sports. way, I'm beyond disappointed you're not drinking moonshine. But whatever. I'm. I am beyond disappointed that I'm not drinking moonshine. I feel like I was ready. Um, I think I was ready. Um, life experience was probably where I lacked the most. Um, I you know, I I had some jobs. Um, here and there. Um. You know, and I'd been to school. Well, that prepares you not at all for law enforcement. Um, I do think that my internship uh, with the small PD um, at my college, I, I think that helped quite a bit to kind of open my eyes to, to see if I want to, you know, pursue this or not. Um, but I, I was always um, kind of a boring guy. You know, a, a Saturday night sneaking out of the house was me and my buddies driving to the lake to go catfishing. Uh, like that, <laughs> that was, and then getting back, you know, before my mom and dad woke up, um, that was the extent of my, that's hardcore, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I got for you. Now, since then things have changed. Uh, however, yeah, before, before becoming a, a police officer, very boring dude. Um, I kind of broke out of my shell, uh, I guess after, after the Academy. So your state is one of those states that allows guys to start at 18, correct? Yes, correct. Do you see a lot of guys starting at 18 there? Uh, I do. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how it is now, but I, I know at one time um, you could, 18 years old, you could be hired by sheriff's office, a PD, um, you could be hired at 18, badge and a gun, cruiser, um, you know, ticket book, PBT, get your equipment, zero academy experience. And you're by yourself in a cruiser 
like answering domestics, um, pulling cars over, and you've had absolutely zero training. I think, and I, I, if my memory serves me correct, you could do that for three months. You could work for an agency for three months before you had to start the academy. Um, and there was a lot of dudes, it was kind of a loophole. They would work for an agency for three months and then they'd jump over to another small podung agency for three months. And then when that was up, they'd jump over it. So they would just avoid the academy for years, um, completely uncertified. That. Yes. That is fucking insane. <laughs> yes. And these guys would, especially in the coal fields, in the, in the coal fields, there's a lot of small PDs with one or two dudes. Uh, there's maybe a chief um, and, and maybe one patrolman um, sprinkled, you know, throughout the coal fields. And that's extremely common. A lot of guys get their start uh, in the coal fields by starting at 18 years old out of the high school, just getting hired and pulling cars over zero training. A lot of them don't even have, they don't even have body armor. Um, I worked with an, uh, an agency there that the, the guys wouldn't even, they, they wouldn't issue body armor. And so they would, you know, I, I'm friends with everyone. Um, I can't help it. So a lot of the guys would come to me, you know, Hey, can we go to the range? Can you show me, you know, how do you typically do a traffic stop? How do you write a report? Can you help me with a search warrant? Um, which reminds me, um, quick story. Can I throw one out? I love stories. Go for it, buddy. Okay. So small podunk PD, a uh, couple of good dudes work there. Um, and we had a 911 dispatcher, a male, good guy, good dispatcher. So he wants to start law enforcement. So he, he jumps on small PD, uh, chief and maybe one patrolman, maybe two patrolmen. Uh, and we told him like, Hey man, come, come over and hang out. We'll go to the range. Uh, we'll do some traffic stop stuff, some force on force stuff. And so he worked for a couple of weeks by himself, stopping cars, answering calls, zero training. And we're going to the range. So he comes over and we're doing range time. He's doing pretty well. We do some traffic stops at the end of the day. I'm like, Hey man, you know, you got any questions, any, any, um, anything you want to work on? Uh, and he's like, uh, I just, I don't think I can, uh, I can rack my gun quick enough. I think he had a, a Smith 45, maybe he's like, I don't think I can rack my gun like quick enough. <laughs> like, what do you, you mean? Like on a reload? And he's like, no, I, I don't think I can chamber around quick enough. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's, it, it, you know, <laughs> it automatically cycles your next round, buddy. Like you, and he's like, no, when I, when I, when I break the holster, I don't think I can shuck around in the chamber quick enough. So I, I asked him, you're not carrying your weapon hot. He's like, oh no, no, the chief doesn't allow any of the dudes to carry a hot weapon. So if I find myself in a gunfight, I've got to, I've got to load and charge my weapon. Uh, so that's a true story. He has since made it through the academy and is now a police officer and doing well. But that's that's how he, he got started. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck is that? Yeah. How long yeah. ago was that? That was 2011, 2012. Yeah. I God, I hope um, things got better. Yeah, I told him like look, man, I like you kind of, uh, I'd like for you to stay alive. So why don't you keep one hot? And when you walk into the PD, why don't you just shuck that round out of the chamber in case the chief checks it. Um, but you're, you need to keep that weapon hot, not only for you, but for 
the grand moth that's held hostage or for me, you know, that's taking rounds, you need to keep that weapon hot. I can't like, I can't <laughs> wrap my head around that. This isn't like a story from the 1960s, <laughs> like yeah. 2011. That's yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. So West Virginia, there's only one Academy in the state, right? That's correct. Yeah. When I went on my fantastic adventure road trip across America, the furthest we got was West Virginia. Now to be, Oh, hold on. You know, it's going to happen. I know it's coming. That's what she said. Now, <laughs> to be fair, 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 give me, give me one more. Oh, I wish my wife would say that. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair. I don't even know what I was going to say now. Uh, oh, the worst place that I, I, I observed in the, the United States on that trip was not in West Virginia. It was uh, your border brothers of Kentucky. Yes. There were some parts of Kentucky that were, were pretty fucking rough. West Virginia wasn't much better. Where I think I did drive through coal country because we kind of hit the – you said it's the southern part of the state or where is that? Yeah, yeah, the southern part. Okay, that's where we hit. We didn't get too far. I think we got to Charleston maybe? No? I don't know. What's, yeah. the, what's the big city? I don't know. I'd have to, I should have pulled up a map and should have been prepared. But we drove through that a little bit, and it seemed okay. But I remember we looked at a house that was – it was right next to a little river, and then you could see the airport, a little itty-bitty airport with bigger planes. Very descriptive. You could, I'm trying – I want to say it's – because Charleston is the capital, right? Yes. Yeah. What is there another bigger city there or no? Um, Charleston's the biggest city. The next is probably Beckley, then Princeton. Those are kind of southern cities. And then uh, Huntington is near Huntington, Charleston. I think. Um, now, I'm pulling up the big map because everybody cares okay. where I Yes. Went. It was Huntington. Okay. Yeah. Shithole. Stay away. Okay. Yeah. Huntington seemed like a shithole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we looked in, uh, we looked at Huntington and in Ashland, which is in the across the border in Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. We okay. So that's what we did is we basically went to Charleston and then we started. We took a U-turn and we not a U-turn, but we made a a, a sharp turn back towards um, Kentucky. That's where that was the house we were looking at, which I liked it there. The mountains were pretty, but I was like, "There's something wrong here. I I don't like it." <laughs> So I'm glad I made that the command decision to say no there. Yeah. Yeah. There's but, plenty, there's plenty of awesomeness in West Virginia. I'm telling you, um, there's, there's plenty of like, uh, Southeast West Virginia is it's, it's farmland, it's farm country. Um, it's gorgeous. It's, it's beautiful. Um, the panhandle like up North, uh, you know, it might as well be, you know, Morgantown. Uh, those are, those are nice towns. Uh, they're not for me. They're, those aren't farming areas. Um, Charleston and Huntington. Um, there's good folks there, uh, but I would never, I would never buy a house there. So what you are essentially saying is hard. No. Yes. Okay. Precisely. The, the Mountain Dew starting to hit. So you guys get ready for some soundboard action tonight. Um, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. It's good, dude. It's really it's surprisingly good. I like it. Um, I had, I had this night all planned out with like, ice cold 
ice cold, just white liquor, just waiting for me. And now I'm here. You know what? We're going to get off topic because that's what we do here. Yeah, yes. Hold on. Let's talk about what I want. No, fuck it. I'll remember. So <laughs> <laughs> probably white liquor is everybody yes, drinks moonshine there, right? Every is everyone much. is everyone a moonshiner everyone no does everyone have a small working knowledge of how the moonshine is is made yes now i'm a fucking idiot and i'm sure there's other 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 idiots other you got you I'm, got I'm it. other there's other idiots. I was actually on the phone with my buddy. He's like, you need to just like fucking practice and say it like a hundred times every day. And I'm like, I'll say it wrong a hundred times. And I used to ride two man with this dude. And I was like, did I say that when we rode two man? He's like, I don't remember. I don't think I thought anything of it, but now that I hear it, I can't unhear it. <laughs> We're going to get there someday, folks. I'm going to figure out how to say other before I get a million downloads. That's the new goal. I don't want you to change who you are. Thanks, dude. Thank you. <laughs> fuck everybody else that wants me to speak yeah, correctly. Yeah. Fuck the president, them. the president of the United States can't speak correctly. Why the <laughs> fuck do I have to? <laughs> fuck off. But anyway, the moonshine thing, though, I'm I'm ignorant. Is okay. it's still illegal to like make your own moonshine, right? Or is it cool? <sighs> you you can. Um, so it's my understanding, allegedly, that. There, you can have a permit. You can have a permit to, and of course, with the permit, it's taxed. You can make it, you can sell it. It is taxed um, heavily. So you, it can be made legally, yes. Is it made legally? Um, here and there. There it is. So how do you make moonshine? <laughs> so <laughs> it's a complicated process. Um, my <laughs> you, so, you can't get high on your own supply, but I am cracking myself up tonight, folks. I love it. So typically you make a mash, okay, which is, um, fruits, um, corn, kind of depending on what flavor you want. Um, I like corn. I like corn liquor. Um, so you make the mash, it ferments, and this is a very quick scientific um explanation here uh so you get your mash you let it sit you add sugar you add a couple of banjos um and it ferments and sets you heat the mash the mash steam runs through what is called a worm which is a copper coil <laughs> the steam runs through the coil uh, the coil is typically cooled by cold water, and then the condensation inside the worm will drip out slowly. Just threw you a softball. Missed it. No, and... I'm, I, you said it, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I did that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... <laughs> The condensation from the mash drips slowly out of your worm into the container in which it will be drank or distributed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, we need to get back on, on track. <laughs> um, so here's a question I had for you because, as I said, West Virginia was one of the places I was going to look, potentially get in law enforcement if I decided I wanted to. West Virginia does not appear to like laterals at all. You can't lateral yeah. to West Virginia. You fucking want to be a cop in West Virginia, you're going through the whole academy, right? That's that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. You said something interesting about fitness standards. I thought the academy in West Virginia has standards to get in, or am I wrong? Um, they do. Now, I, I should have been more clear. The college that I went to was in Virginia, our neighbors to the south. Oh, um, real Virginia. Yes. Oh, yes. Got it. No, I'm I'm from Best Virginia. So you're not so, even from the coal fields. My family, both sides, were coal miners and moonshiners. Um, they moved away just across the line into Virginia, where I was conceived and came forth from my mother's womb. That was um, fucking intense. Okay. Now, how do you know that your parents weren't on vacation when your dad blasted her? <sighs> I don't know that, but because they were extremely poor, I'm going to say they probably, probably. Well, now I'm a dick, it. man. Now I'm you a are. dick. Fuck yeah. Me. I'm sorry. I was actually, I'm an orphan. Um, now I think you're. No, right. So, so I, I, now I, you're I, fucking with me. <laughs> I am. So <laughs> I had ties to West Virginia. Sure. Um, but then as an adult, you know, I started my law enforcement career in West Virginia. Actually, my first college was in West Virginia. That's what brought me to West Virginia initially was um, it was the only college I got accepted to. Uh, so I came there. Then I transferred back to a college in Virginia um, where they did. And that PD there did not have the standards. Not this isn't a regular Virginia podcast, but. I almost looked at regular Virginia, but I didn't like the, you know, the politics <laughs> were kind of like wishy washy. So. Uh, I'm not going to fucking lie, people. If the state was blue, I was not going to fucking move there because I learned my goddamn lesson. So red was the way to go. And people may not like that, but I'm just I'm just saying that was my line of thinking after the way the blue government ruined Colorado. But that's just me. So Virginia seemed like one of those places where the outskirts are very conservative and decent people. And then the cities like anywhere else is where people don't know how to act and people get elected to ruin states is that fair and confirm yes have you seen shorzy yet i have a confession so i did not start watching letter kenny until probably halfway through your you know podcast series here um you brought me to letter kenny they fucking um, owe me so much money they do um but but i have no way to watch letter kenny so i'm just like jonesing for like an actual letter kenny episode i just have youtube clips yeah i'm and you i have youtube clips and i have you it is now wish you weren't so fucking awkward uh yeah you don't have you gotta get hulu man just pay like i know you can watch it in a month like the the seasons are not that long you just pay hulu nine bucks for one month you can get it all in there that's what she said yes pack it all in that's what she said so, I mean, you've seen the fucking office at least, right? Several hundred times, yes. I'm a super terrible millennial. This is only my second time through. I'm still working through <laughs> it. If anybody's wondering about the uh, the status of my life, working my way through it. 
I, anyway, I didn't start the office until I was until 2017. Oh, so you're late bloomer on the office. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So anyway, so West Virginia, no laterals at all. Everybody goes through the academy there. How's the academy in West Virginia? I, I don't have a lot to compare it to. It was um, the absolute, uh, this is 2009, 2009, 2010. Um, it was beyond what I could imagine physically and mentally. Um, it's, it's paramilitary and some guys say paramilitary, but they, they go home at five every day. Um, we are, um, Sunday evening, um, through Friday night. Um, you are at the Academy housed at the Academy. Um, there's tons and tons of sleep depth, um, daily guttings. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely miserable when you, when you're there, but I, I appreciate every second, uh, of the training that I got there. I feel like I was as prepared as just a green, you know, 21 year old kid could be, I I was as prepared as they could make me, uh, for the, for the field. Um, so I presume that's why people don't want to go to the Academy is they don't want to go through that. Yeah, our, our, we have a huge dropout rate. Um, usually, usually of a class of just say, I don't know, average just 30, uh, 30 guys in a class. I would say usually in the first two weeks, we'll have um, maybe six, eight drop and then sprinkle throughout the rest of the academy. Guys, guys will drop. Um, so it's it's pretty difficult. I had uh, I have no military experience whatsoever. Uh, all the respect in the world for military, but we we had um, two Marines were in my class. Uh, didn't even know their names. There's another Marines, um, and um, they lasted about two weeks and dropped out, which scared the shit out of the rest of us. Because um, like, man, these like those are the days we thought would 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 stick it out. Um, so according to other guys that have been to other academies, um, it's pretty fucking tough. Do you, have you heard, has it changed in the last decade or so, or is it pretty much the same? So yeah, it, it probably five years ago, six years ago ish, somewhere in there. Um, it got a lot softer. I know everybody says this. It was hard when I went through. Well, uh, they did away with sleep depth. There was only scheduled uh, PT sessions, like 0430, um, scheduled every day uh, type deal. And recently in the last year, I think they realized, in my opinion, they realized what product they were getting out of that and they didn't like it. Um, guys were getting hurt. Guys were very skittish. Um, and they have went back to kind of the way it was. And, and, you know, the guys in the field are really appreciative of that. Cause we're getting guys, you know, coming out in the field now that are, you know, as prepared as they could be when a few years ago, guys were coming out, you know, never been in a fight. They've never wrestled someone. They've never chased anyone. They've, they've never had any experience with, violence so would you say that 
the guys in West Virginia are more squared away than other states, in your opinion? Um, I don't know a lot of guys from other states. I know some dudes from Virginia. Um, I've got a couple of buddies that are police officers there. Those dudes are super duper squared away. As far as the entire state of Virginia, I have no idea. I know that when I worked in the coal fields uh, from my office window, I could see Kentucky. I could see into Kentucky. And we were friends with some of the Kentucky guys over there. And we would kind of meet on the line and have, uh, you know, lunch and stuff or meet up and just shoot the shit, you know, Cruiser 69 it with them for a few minutes. And those dudes seemed really squared away. Um, and I think Kentucky has a pretty legit academy. Um, or the guys that I talked to had a pretty legit academy. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, don't, um, I don't know a lot of other guys in other states. That was a really long time to say I don't know, but I will forgive you. I'm sorry. You. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be articulate here. You're um, trying to be articulate on this podcast? Come on, man. You, you put me on the Give your I'm balls a tug. I'm <laughs> Give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. <laughs> I'm representing the wild and wonderful here. I got you. The only guy. Millions of people are listening to me. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of pressure with millions of people listening. <laughs> Hey, since I bullied you into watching Letterkenny on YouTube, yes. have you gotten to Ghost yet? No, I have not. I have dabbled briefly. Um, I can't even tell you what I've listened to, but it was good. Whatever I heard was good. It was one of the in, in the cruiser things, um, you know, skipping through some playlists or whatever. And, and what I heard I liked, but I haven't dabbled yet. Let, let, me, get, let me get my talons in Letterkenny. Let me get it sunk in, and I'll move on to something something did else. You say your fucking talons? I did. The chickens have large talons. I think my favorite animal is probably a liger. For yes. Honest. Yes, there you are. I got that reference, buddy. Yeah. I know that one. Know that one. <laughs> okay. Question. What does Lyle say when Napoleon is working at the chicken farm and they're having lunch? Oh, shit. I don't know, man. It's been a long time since I moved that. I've seen that movie. I don't know. I'm asking you because I have no idea because he just mumbles something. Oh, I don't I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> okay. By the way, for everyone keeping track of my alcohol consumption, I have now cracked open a, a bush latte and it's the John Deere edition for the farmers. So, boys, we're having one for the farmers right now. I didn't know you can't get them everywhere. My brother got some because he's like, we can't get them back in Colorado. I thought everyone could support our nation's farmers, but apparently not. Just uh, in Iowa and maybe some other places. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never seen it here. Oh, it's a beautiful beer can. It's glorious. It has uh, too much tractor talk on the last few podcasts, by the way. But uh, it has the John Deere logo on it. And he's got some, there's some mountains. It should be in Colorado. And uh, some corn, some a windmill, and some tractors. I am very descriptive right now. I may have pre-gamed also, folks. So don't worry about hey. me. Don't worry about little old me. Let's talk about West Virginia some more. Let's do it. Let me ask you, buddy. Can you give me the best West Virginia call that you've ever been on? Oh, my goodness. Oh, um, don't embarrass my state. Don't embarrass my – okay. Uh, have I arrested folks for incest? Yes. No. Come on. Um. Which I think that happens everywhere. Does it happen everywhere? I don't know. Maybe not as much. <laughs> I've, uh, 
I've been to domestics with uh, compound bows. Um, Are you guys one of those states where the domestic, does that count like anybody that lives there, brothers and sisters, all that good stuff? Or when you guys have a DV charge, is it just an intimate relationship? Um, it's kind of all the above. If they're a household member, then it's considered a domestic relationship. If they are intimate partners, domestic relationship. If they have a child in common, it can also be considered a domestic relationship. Okay. Um, do you have to make arrests on domestics if there's PC? No. Um, we can, but it is, as my understanding, it is not um, required. Um, I'm going to say the majority of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, if I have PC, I'm probably going to make the arrest, um, especially if we're talking about felony level. Um, but it, it's not a requirement. Um, and you know, a lot of the times we can't get cooperation, um, especially in the coal fields. Um, it's pretty, pretty tough to get cooperation from one or both parties um, down south anyway. Um, it's kind of rare to actually have a statement from a legitimate victim um, of what happened. You know, and again, going back to the thing I rambled about earlier, that happens in the ghetto, right? Yeah. Different cultures. People don't know how to act, don't want to talk to the cops. Get mad when there is crime. They don't want to assist in the investigation or actually ensuring this person goes to jail, even though they're a witness to a crime. Yeah. And people always wonder, well, why didn't you arrest him? Why didn't you arrest him? Because motherfuckers aren't talking to us. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Or I fell or I, you know, if I've got some evidence, if I've got some, you know, bruising or whatever, how does that? I fell. I fell. I fell earlier. Uh, you know, that's kind of what we get. Um, but I'll tell you, there's a there's a strong uh, influence in the coal fields um, de from Detroit, uh, Chicago, High Point, North Carolina, um, Miami, um, the in the drug world. Um, they can get a lot more bang for their buck in the coal fields in the poverty stricken areas of West Virginia. Um, it's worth it to haul, you know, nine pounds of whatever fentanyl from Detroit to, you know, Welch uh, or Logan, West Virginia. Um, it's worth it to come and stay in a motel for a couple of nights and sell their dope. Uh, so we, we do have a heavy influence uh, of some legit bangers um, that we ran into um, quite often, actually. This is a question from Instagram. What is the drug of choice in the fields i would assume or i'm not in the fields but in west virginia i would assume meth um yeah meth kind of it's kind of going to fentanyl now but but uh yeah meth crystal it was shake and bake and that's kind of went by the wayside so now it's it's crystal meth do you do you guys still have trailers pop or i don't want to say trailers necessarily but do you guys still have people cooking or is that a thing in the past Nah, it's a thing of the past um you used to we would do like foot patrol through um, trailer parks. I'm sorry, mobile home parks. Uh, yeah, we had to quit. We had to stop calling them trailer parks in our reports. So are we you, would do. Are you serious? I'm serious. They're trailers. Yes, correct. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but if we would we would do foot patrol and just people would have their doors open, that have their windows open. We would just do foot patrol and we would see people in the window shaking a Gatorade bottle. Um. It was like shooting fish in a barrel for 
two or three years. Um, and then we had a huge wave. Coal fields are big with crack. Uh, there's a lot of crack in the coal fields. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, crack and coke. Um, but it's kind of all went to heroin slash fentanyl or crystal meth now. Interesting. So let me ask you this with, you know, the world's changing and we're not using coal as much apparently anymore. Yeah. How is that affecting those areas? I mean, is there any other industry or no? There's some logging um, in West Virginia. There, like I said, Southeast, there is some farming, there's some corn farms. But as far as, as far as coal mining goes, you know, where I worked by the time I got there, there were basically ghost towns. Uh, the coal industry had left by the time I got there in 2009, 2010. Um, there was some running mines that was kind of hit and miss off and on. They would work a couple of years and then it'd be off a couple of years. Um, so it was, it was struggling a lot uh, when I first got down there, which hints all the, the poverty, um, all the coal camps, uh, which is basically a neighborhood with the exact same houses stacked on top of each other, built on the side of a mountain um, that the coal company, you know, would own the neighborhood and you would kind of pay rent uh, to the coal company. And those were just ghost towns. They were abandoned houses, crack houses, trap houses, um, all throughout the South. So, you know, in recent times when, when coal has kind of went by the wayside somewhat, I'm out of that area now, but I would say it's probably gotten worse. I know when I went through on my wacky adventure, and I don't know exactly what happened, uh, not to dime out my wife, but there were several interesting twists and turns we took that trip, and I was starting to get a little angry. It could be Google. It could be my wife. I don't know. There was a time in Arkansas where we drove through a field. There was a time in Kentucky where we were driving up someone's laneway that said private property and something about shooting trespassers. And she's like, this is the way to the hotel. And I'm like, this is not the way to the hotel. She took me on a wild turn. We're on this nice highway, West Virginia. And she's like, all right, we need to go up this road. And it'll take us to another highway so we can go where we're going. I said, well, can we just stay on the highway? She goes, no, this is this, this shortcut. It's going to save us some time. Bro, <laughs> that road, I don't think had been paved since um, maybe the 1940s. And I'm in this fucking minivan. And if anybody's listened to me long enough, you know, this minivan has done me wrong before in Arizona. And so I, I'm fucking suspicious of this fucking van already. Now in Colorado, when the roads go up the mountains, we have switchbacks, right? Mm -hmm. Out in West Virginia, they go right up. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> up. We made it, obviously, but it was... Um, I heard the banjos playing as I drove up the hill and I was getting a little nervous about my bongs hole. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was pretty. I will say that it was, it was pretty other than the, uh, the burn up trailers and the, uh, the road that was a little suspicious. It, I mean, it was, it was fine. I lived. It's okay. Yeah. But that experience alone, I was like, I don't know how much I like it here, but I will say the weird wacky roads we took, we drove by, I thought, a lot of working mines. 
you know, because I was under the impression that a lot of the coal mining had ended, but it seemed like there was working mines. Maybe that just happened to be the area that I had been driving through. Possibly. Um, like I said, it's hit and miss. We, and, and it's, we have so many calls at these mines because they'll go down for you know, a couple of months or a year or whatever. They will keep security at the mines to protect their equipment and things. Uh, but they're constantly getting broken into constant B and E's. Um, we actually, a couple of times we had guys get on coal cars and actually ride the coal cars down miles into the earth, into the coal mine and was still in copper, you know, <laughs> inside Dude, the coal. next level, man. You yes. gotta give those guys props. I'm not even mad. We, I'm impressed. We cleared, we cleared a coal mine, uh, with, with a team of guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hit and miss. You, you may see something just, they're just pumping out trucks left and right. Um, you know, with coal and then they're shut down for God knows how long. And, um, coal miners make decent, it's my understanding. They make decent money here, but it's so, it's so spotty. The work is so spotty. Well, I mean, you got to think it's fucking super dangerous work. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we need to have like the thin black line for the coal miners. <laughs> you know, cause we got the thin line, blue line, you know, thin Baja line for Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Dispatch. We got, you know, thin line for everything. We've also, I think I should make the correction here. We've also been mispronouncing the coal fields and the coal mines. See, they don't pronounce the L. Uh, so it's co, co mine, co miner. All I know is mine and co. All right. Fair enough. Well, yeah. I apologize if I offended any coal miners did I told him I told him not to come back here to these coal mines yeah that's 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 it is it bad that I'm I'm a little shocked about how articulate you are <sighs> no that's not <laughs> bad that's not bad I, no do you have no. all your teeth um most of them I'm missing a tooth I can't say shit so oh. I'm too, I have a fake tooth in the front that I can take out and in like at a moment's notice. And it's great. It's great on calls. Um, <laughs> and that's as far as I'll go with that. It's awesome. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Oh, mine's a lot less noticeable. But <laughs> So I guess I'd fit in West Virginia quite well. Yeah. I wanted to touch base on the 18 year old thing though. Real yeah. quick. And I know that was like an hour ago when we talked about that, but let's do it. In your experience working with some of these young fellas on the road, do they do all right? Or do you think they needed a more seasoning before they became cops? Most of the guys, most of the guys that are running through their 18, you know, they're fresh out of high school. Um, most of them have a really strong desire, you know, to learn. For the most part. Now, I have ran into some dudes that's 18. That's, you know, they got the Instagram. They got the Facebook, you know, pics with their cruisers, lights on, fighting evil, uh, you know, sheepdog, you know, just going bonkers on calls uh, and being really stupid. Um, you know, they're typically the dudes that I've got the situation under control. Everybody's calm. Everything's cool. Um and then, you know, the 18-year-old shows up and fires everybody back up again. 
Um, but for for the most part, um, for, for the most part, uh, the the young guys like that are they're pretty cool to work around. Um, there's there's just a, a a guy here and there that that I've met that does not need to be a police officer yet. Fair enough. I it scares the shit out of me to be honest. Oh yeah. I know how I was when I was 18. I know how I was when I was 21. No fucking way. And most of my friends, no fucking way. Dude, you can't have a beer. You cannot crack open a beer (laughs) and you're going to arrest somebody for DUI. Yeah. That's, that's fucking incredible. The government now, God forbid, we know the government knows everything, but the government has decided and I'm probably not repeating this correctly. I'm drunk. Leave me alone. That you cannot drink a beer because it's bad for your brain and you cannot make good decisions at 18. But some states have decided that's okay. You can still be a cop. Yes. Come on. Come the fuck on. Yep. Yep. And and honestly, the 18-year-olds that do make it to the academy of the 18, 19 – those are a lot of your dropouts from the academy. You know, they've never been yelled at. Prior military guys, obviously, they're, they're usually uh, the best in the academy that can handle that kind of thing. But, yeah, your 18, 19-year-olds, even when they get to the academy, they're your, your biggest majority of your dropouts. I don't know, man. And I, I have a young feller from uh, – he, he said he's from West Virginia as a cop, and he's been sending me messages. And he's a young guy, and I may just have him on just to get his – I don't know if he even wants to be on. I might have him on at some point just to kind of get his point of view, but I'm an easygoing guy, but I might lose my shit because yeah. I just, I can't come on, man. Like you're 18, you're 19, dude, you might still be a fucking virgin. You might, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't go out and talk to people and take their rights away as a young guy that doesn't fucking understand the world at all. I can tell you, when I was 18, I had a totally different worldview. Who knows? Maybe it would more correct. I don't know. But God, that scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and it appears as if recently that's kind of came to light a little more in the last couple of years, maybe. Um, they're not letting guy. it appears they're not letting these fresh out of high school dudes run alone, you know, single man. They're not letting them pull cars over by themselves. They're they're kind of keeping them a little closer to Mother Hen, uh, you know, or with an FTO. It seems like now more than what they they were before. I mean, before man, it was yeah, like it was scary. Now, does Terrifying. West Virginia still do the thing where you can go out for three months before you go to the academy? Is that still a thing? As far as I know, yeah. Um, however, like I said, they they when your little three month stint. Um, typically it seems like now they're they're putting them with an fto or they're they're keeping them um you know serving papers um stuff like that it seems like they're a little more a little more squared away than what they were before i hope anyway if i had any say on anything which i don't if if i had like my little magic wand and i could change some things you absolutely 100 percent should not be on the fucking road by yourself before the academy i don't care if you're riding like to observe i think that's fine i think that's great sure you should not be fucking a cop until you're certified that's fucking insane yeah part two should be and people are gonna fucking hate me i'm not opposed to the 25 year old thing to be a cop that's just me 
agree. Uh, but at least 21. At least 21. The 18 is crazy. And then part four, I don't remember. There was something else. Part D. Part D. I love part D. <laughs> I mean, I love giving part D. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. So you want to talk some case law, buddy? Yes. So something that came up in the Silent Bob episode, which is, I think, one before this one. So this will be 21. I think that was 19, maybe 18. We talked, somebody asked a question, if you would stop a car, if it had a hit, like if you had a license plate reader or if you ran the plate and the plate came up as the registered owner has a bad driver's license. I gave the advice of no, no, I probably wouldn't do that. That's to me. And some people will disagree, but we'll get into that in a second. But, but my thing was like, I probably wouldn't do that. Now, uh, since that podcast came out, I got some messages and there's a case law, which is Kansas v. Glover. Check it out. It's very interesting. And basically it says, yes, you can, because it's basically, this is very fucking drunk paraphrasing. So fucking read the case law. Don't, I don't want to get a death position because you fucking pulled somebody over because you listened to my drunk ass recording a podcast, but uh, I hope you do carry on. God damn. That would be so funny, <laughs> but it's going to happen. I'm jinx myself, but basically <laughs> it says you can, because the court found it was like an eight to one ruling. And it went back and forth, like in Kansas, the first court said, yeah, this is good. And then it got reversed and went back and forth and finally made it to the Supreme Court eight to one. So like, that's, I mean, there's a lot, you know, the court's fucking divided, but it was eight to one that said, no, you can make that stop. It's reasonable to believe the person driving the car is the uh, registered owner. What are your thoughts on that? I'm just curious what you think. So to stop a car, we do not have to have PC. We have to have reasonable suspicion. Reason to suspect crime is afoot. So we have to have reasonable, articulable suspicion. So I already fucking like you. A lot of people don't understand that. <laughs> yes. Continue. Yes. Um, it is my opinion that run the plate comes back to John Brown. John Brown is suspended, revoked, whatever. It is my opinion that that is reasonable suspicion. Me personally, I, I like you. I'm probably not going to stop that car. I typically don't stop that car, but anybody that's been on the road for any amount of time can tell you, if you follow a car for a couple of miles, they're going to do something. They're going to give you PC. They're going to cross the center line. They're going to not come to a complete stop. They're not going to signal. Um, there's going to be something else. Seatbelt, cell phone. Um, there's there's going to be something else that's a, a little heavier. Typically, um, and I've taught like a couple mom. of classes. Yes, exactly. You, you know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> I've thought a couple of a couple of small, quick and dirty, um, like your mom classes uh, ah. on, on, oh. <laughs> on, on you know traffic stops and things. Um, I like to have a small or a short list of reasons that I stopped this car, and that way I have found if someone wants to argue with me. Uh, you know, why did you stop me? Oh, that's bullshit or this chicken shit. So typically when they say, why did you stop me? Uh, well, you've got a cracked windshield. Um, you didn't signal back there. You didn't come to a complete stop. I have a list of reasons. I don't have one. Now, a lot of times that's maybe all I got, but I like to have a list of reasons. So not only did your plate come back to the registered owner is suspended, but you also crossed the center line three times back there, you know, in the last mile, just on the suspended 
driver, maybe. Um, I'm probably not going to make that stop. Yeah, that's where I, I get. And there was a guy sending me messages. We were kind of going back and forth, but I was kind of distracted, so I couldn't give him my full attention. And I may have been rude to him, so if you listen to the podcast, I'm sorry, but also fuck you. But, you know, he basically – here's my whole thing on that. Is obviously the court made this ruling, so it's probably good to go. But the way I look at that, based on where I worked in my own experience, I pulled over a lot of cars that were driven by people that were not the RO of the car. And there was a lot of times they weren't stolen. They weren't anything. I'm borrowing this car. It was a reasonable thing. That's just where I worked. That was just a thing. So to me, and I'll add on to it too. I, I'm pro cop, obviously, but I'm also anti-government. So I don't like government intrusion, right? Yeah. I would just like a little bit more to stop the car. Now, everybody's going to, there's different, there's totally different thought processes on that. As long as what you're doing is legally justified, you're good. I'm just saying in my book, I probably want something else. Now, would I say never, ever would I stop that car? If I get back into law enforcement, now that I'm armed with that knowledge, there might be a circumstance where I'm like, I got to stop that car and I'm going to have to base it on this, this case law, as long as it's being reasonable. Now, obviously, if it's registered to a dude and you can fucking see it's a chick in the car, don't stop the fucking car or I wouldn't stop the car. I mean, then it's not reasonable, right? You have to look at I'm with you. everything there. But for me, I, me personally, I just, I try to be a reasonable government agent. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not going to just stop a car based on that because, you know, I've let my brother drive my car. I've let my dad borrow my car. You know, it's just, to me, that's, unreasonable government intrusion that's my own opinion moral compass on it other people might disagree I, you do what you got to do i'm just saying that's my opinion on it that's all i don't want everybody to get butthurt about it and i also want to put present good information i try not to dive too deep into the woods of case law stuff because i like making dick jokes but occasionally it comes up so there we go yeah i, I that's that's part of the reason I love your podcast so much. We are we are parallel in our thoughts of policing. Uh, I agree, hundred fifty percent. I, you know, government intrusion is a big part of my thought process when I'm dealing with someone. When I'm dealing with a witness, a victim, a suspect, I'm really big on that, and I, I'm trying to kind of bridge that gap. Um, if you know what I mean. Uh, oh, I, 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 I don't want to be intrusive at all. Um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be big brother. And I want to have, like I said, I want to have a list of reasons I'm making contact with this person, whether it be someone walking down the street or whether it be a traffic stop. Exactly. And to add on to that, just to play kind of devil's advocate, what makes a great cop is the guys that really are up on those case laws. So there were several people that knew that case law. I'm sure they're great cops because they know that. I think that came out about the time I was leaving because once somebody sent it to me and I read it, I'm like, oh, I fucking remember that. And I remember me thinking when I read it, oh, I ain't fucking stopping cars anyway. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. Because that was that was during the dark ages. So the dark times, as it were, many <laughs> moons ago, a year ago. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe I've been out for a year, man. You know, uh, I had my dark ages. My, my dark time was... Um, a few years before yours, um, but I can totally empathize with you, a hundred percent. 
Would you say policing is dead in West Virginia? Until I heard your podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say policing was um, dying and going to be dead soon in West Virginia. And then I hear all these other guys, you know, God love them, uh, telling horror stories of, about their agencies and their admin and um, you know, their chiefs and, and things like that. And it, you know, I, I haven't made in the shade in West Virginia. It is not dead. Um, we, we've got to play by different rules. Um, now, um, we, we just in the last, I haven't had my body cam for a year yet. We just got body cams in our agency. Um, we just got CAD. Um, we haven't had CAD. Um, so we actually just got tasers a couple of years ago, three years ago, maybe. So the, the game has changed some, but it is not dead. How's the reception of the public to you guys out in West Virginia? <clears throat> it depends on the area, but generally speaking, um, it's pretty damn good. Um, again, I thought it was horrible until I hear these other dudes talking, um, but it's pretty good. Um, I actually obviously it's it's weird and awkward when someone pays for your meal and i i do everything i can do to avoid that um i was working on overtime detail last week um walked into uh a popular sandwich uh business um can you not say subway well it rhymes with subway and uh yeah it's subway and uh some <laughs> old lady i wish you weren't so fucking awkward bud <laughs> Give your balls a tug. <laughs> some some sweet old lady in front of me uh, bought my meal without me knowing. Um, so I tried to chase her down the parking lot. She has already left. So I'm like, okay, well, I got some extra cash. Uh, this is a 12 hour detail. I'm gonna go get uh, I'm gonna get some snacks uh, from the from the gas station for later tonight. So I go in the gas station. I got like 15 bucks worth of trash. I'm going to put in my body and um, I'm waiting in line and the dude in front of me pays for, pays for everything, refuses almost use of force, like to the point where like, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to pay for your stuff. Um, so like basically two meals for free one night, um, super appreciative. Um, I, I was super appreciative. Um, it's the public for the most part, the public is very supportive. Here's a question that I should have been asking for fucking ever on this podcast. And it, it hit me today and you're going to be the first one that gets it. That's what she said. Yeah. Is it. a lot of the issues I think for guys in the last five years is you go out and you put all this fucking effort into a case and then the DA totally fucking turfs it or, or offers like some fucking pansy ass deal. Is yes. that something you guys deal with out there? Yeah, again, and I know I'm, I'm giving you vague answers, um, but it, it depends on where you're at. It depends on it depends on which DA you're dealing with. Um, we have some the one that I work with most. He's a trial attorney. He loves it. He loves to go to trial. He asks his officers, can we go to trial on this one? Can we, can we take this one to trial? So I know if I have something in his area, uh, we're going to go to trial and it's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, he's also the dude that I can say, hey, our case is kind of weak here. Uh, let's take a plea, um, in a neighboring area. Um, 
you know, you'll never go to court. You'll never have a trial. They'll please something out. They'll dismiss things, never tell you, never let you know, you know, months later, you're calling the court trying to figure out, you know, Hey, we're we going to have a prelim on this or, um, how they, they pled to fishing without a license, you know, some bullshit. Um, so it's not funny, but it is, you know, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a meme today, which I don't know, it's come out like a week or so, but it, if I, I try to like even out sometimes, like I, I really pick on deputies more often than anybody else. And because they're such good fucking sports about it, because they're too busy fucking their cousin to know anything. About it. <laughs> and <laughs> what I had, but <laughs> tarnation, what I got a cousin, but I do, I do really thoroughly enjoy on the city boys. And I was a city boy. And a lot of them fucking dudes do not have a goddamn sense of humor, man. They'll laugh all day at the deputies and the deputies will laugh at themselves and their cousins. Yeah. And the city boys, man, you bring up soy lattes, you bring up anything and they fucking lose their minds. Yes. Grow Triggered. up. Grow the fuck up. Yes. We're all on the same team, man. It's all yeah. fucking, it's all funny or none of it's funny. All right. You fucking. Yeah. Fancy. Give those balls a tug. Yeah. Yeah. Give them your balls a tug. You did fucker. <laughs> yeah. But if, Oh God, Shorzy's so good. But anyway, <laughs> it's dude, it's so good. And I love hockey, so it's fucking. I love every part of Shorzy. I haven't finished it yet, though. I'm working on it. Let, let me ask you a question, and I'm I'm really gonna embarrass myself here. Okay. Shorzy, Wayne, same dude. Give your balls a tug, you dick fucker. I asking the wrong guy. Asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. Same dude. I I know the answer. I didn't realize for a long time though, like more. It one day I was watching, I was like, hold on a second. That's the same fucking dude. That's yeah. why they don't like I, I couldn't put two and two together. I'm a fucking idiot. That that's why they didn't show his face for so long. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. I caught that maybe like yesterday. All my trouble yeah. seems so far away. Yes. Yeah. Beatles reference, you fucking dimwits. I'm um, not a big Beatles guy. Carry on. You're not a big Beatles guy? <sighs> not a huge Beatles guy. You know, a lot I, of respect. I'm, I'm finding a lot of people are not Beatles guys. I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for them, but um, you know, I don't know. That's okay, man. Not not everybody gets it. That's okay. And I gotta be honest, man. I gotta be in a, I gotta be in a mood for Beatles, man. But that's that's a different story. But yeah. what the fuck? You interrupted me, man. I'm the one that's supposed to be doing the interrupting. Apologize. And you Apologize. interrupted me. What were what were you talking? I was getting somewhere. You're talking about something and then you said something about shorzy and giving your balls you were talking about city guys not being able to take a joke so i i I basically made a meme about you know city guys not being able to handle calls and that (laughs) they have to call a detective to handle a parking complaint kind of thing yes and he's like you know some guy leaves a comment like city cops are city cops can't even you know city cops are so busy we don't have time for parking and i'm like Jesus fucking Christ. It's a meme, you dimwit. Obviously, it's an exaggeration. It's satire, you dumb fuck. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. Man, carry on. I had a I had a side story. I'm not gonna tell it. This is your podcast. No, I fucking love side stories. Do it. Here's a side story. So um in West Virginia, your very, very large agencies. They have some detectives um, that'll take your your cold cases, but there are very few agencies where guys will respond, take the initial, and pass it off. So our city guys, our troopers, our deputies, 
they they whatever 911 call they respond to it is theirs if it's a murder if it's a trespassing complaint they are the guy they they can have 3 years in in a department and i've seen it hundreds of times and they respond to you know some domestic um and they get there and everyone's dead that is their triple homicide that is theirs and they call the shots they tell all the other responding guys what they need who they need interviewed um it is their investigation it is their report to write um in my agency there are no detectives um we like i said we take the call it's ours if it's a burglary it's ours um from beginning to end so i thought that was pretty pretty unique i thought everyone was doing that um for the longest time um but i see that's not the case um i have a buddy uh that's on myrtle beach pd in south carolina and he's he, you know he's city guy uh, he's the same like he responds he takes the initial you know contact info passes it off never never indicted anyone never worked an investigation and he's got the we went to the academy at the same time he went to myrtle beach's academy and i went to my academy um we got the same time in and he's never worked an investigation from beginning to end with 13 years in the like no investigation at all not even a misdemeanor just just very basic you know things that occur in his presence um but as far as a crime that's already occurred you know a stolen i don't know uh stolen chainsaw out of somebody's garage uh no he hands that off you know that's a, a misdemeanor pettit larceny uh he hands that off to a detective um if ba basically the way he described it if something happens in his presence um and it's you know misdemeanor then he can handle it otherwise it's handed off wow yeah and i it's very interesting to me like city guys and it depends where you're at i here's the thing that this is kind of the conclusion that i've come to is i think city guys and and some troopers honestly just based on the training i hate to say it but generally most states troopers get a fuckload more training than the regular guys it just is what it is that um, is that is true in our state their academy is twice as long as as the other guys wow same same thing like fucking getting your ass beat and all that shit yeah yeah so I think big city guys can go circles around some, and I'm saying some because some guys are just more squared away, but big city guys have the repetitions with the high risk stops. Yes. But that's not all fair because I know big city guys that <laughs> hid from that type of stuff. And when they were forced into that kind of stuff, they sucked because they, they yeah. didn't get the reps at it either, or they didn't want to be there. They were just there for the paycheck. It happens in every single job, but so generalizing is never safe, but my generalizations is a good big city cop can go circles around a small town guy as far as like the high risk type stuff and clearing buildings and high risk stops and all that shit because they have the repetitions. Small town guy, he can do a damn investigation. Yeah. So there's there's pros and cons to all of it. And I just, I don't get drawn. I mean, like I'll make fun of people because it's funny in the comments, but like I don't get drawn into who's better and who's not like, you know, there's, there's the thing I made, I actually made a meme today, which somebody sent me a message. I'm like, Oh, that's fucking funny. I'm going to make a meme out of that. Cause they, they told me something. And it, the, basically the meme was the guy that couldn't pass FTO in the big city. And now he's like a chief in some small town. <laughs> that shit happens too. Like, I'm not saying that shit, doesn't oh, yeah. happen, but there's guys that work in small towns because they're not big city guys. They don't want to be in a big city. I respect True. that. I fucking hate the city. 
you know, I think you could honestly like make an argument that some of the people working in big cities are fucking idiots for having their kids grow up in those areas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a little J-Rock action, by the way. <laughs> uh, not saying, but... Yeah. <laughs> fucking J-Rock. <laughs> I could go on. Yeah. But, I'm, but, I'm with you. No, I agree yeah, 100%. It, it's just one of those things, dude, like same team, man. Like everybody works in different environments. Like I'm good with making fun of each other, but at the end of the day, same team. Nobody's fucking better than anybody else. Just fucking calm down. No need to get real in the comments when it's a meme where I'm making fun of everybody. That's my two yeah, cents. I agree. 100%. That's what I appreciate about you. Yeah, so I appreciate about you. Yeah, that, that's – that's. I'm sure it's the same everywhere. Uh, our small-town guys, they'll – They'll take a burglary, you know, uh, or some kind of larceny, and they will work that bitch for weeks. Um, and you know, they'll solve it. Um, and your your big, big, big city guys that actually have you know a detective um, entity in their a- agency. Did you just um, say detective entity? I did. Why didn't you just say detective? Because <laughs> they have a detective division. But should I have said division? They're just are we allowed to say division? Are we allowed to say division? <laughs> what is happening right now? Finish your I story. Know. I shouldn't have interrupted you. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Um, no, I, I agree. So, so dudes that have a the access to a detective, a detective, um, they they can't work a big case. They can't work a small case. Um, they can't work a weed eater theft. You know, they can't work a, a purse theft. Um, I, I've seen that with, with the guys that have access to a detective. Um, their investigative skills go down. They can clear the shit, you know, out of an abandoned factory. But when it comes to investigating, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Same team, though, kids. All the same team. Just yeah, different experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's one of those things, too, where there may be a guy that's a small town cop. You're like, oh, he's a small town cop. He sucks. Maybe he just doesn't want to fucking work in the city. Yeah. Saying. Can you blame him? I don't fucking want to work in the city. I could go yeah. back. I left a really fucking high paying job. I worked in a fucking high paying department and I was like, nope, fuck this. It is not worth my fucking time. Uh, money's not everything, kids. Do I miss that money? No, I don't. I'd rather fucking have less than uh, work in that fucking place. Fuck that fucking place. Anyway. My, my good friend, Michael Scotch, sent me an email a long time ago when he was drunk. <laughs> and the first thing you put in this email, which you were apparently very drunk for. Yes. Is that you have a good Crown Vic story. Can you tell the millions of listeners about it? Yes, I will. I will. I will try my best. So um, in the coal fields. Um, working that area, pretty fresh guy out of the academy. Uh, I'm on my own off of FTO. Um, I make a traffic stop, dead inspection sticker. Um, female driver by herself. Um, she, hey, I don't have my license. Uh, I'll give you my name and, and date of birth info, all that. So I take that down. Um, no worries. I'm going to get a quick, you know, little warning. Uh, scratch is all i'm all i'm aiming for here uh i turn around to walk to my car and i'm looking at her car over my shoulder and she burns rubber 
uh, takes off, uh, jump in my cruiser and mark in pursuit. Um, she crashes her car and tactical approach, um, get her out of the car. Uh, she's apologetic. I'm so sorry. Uh, my license are suspended. I gave you the wrong name and information. That's my sister. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I freaked out. I'm scared. Um, so slap her in handcuffs uh, behind her back, secure her in the back of my, excuse me, in the back of another FTOs. Well, we have our own cars. So uh, take homes. So I'm borrowing another FTOs cruiser. Uh, so I put her in the back. We have no cages, um, nothing to legitimately secure them. So she's in handcuffs in the back seat. Myself and another officer are searching her car, uh, calling for the wrecker, doing the whole X, Y, and Z, contacting the supervisor for the pursuit. And this officer that is helping me says, uh, Hey, uh, officer Scotch, did you put, did you put the female in the front seat of your cruiser? I say, no. So. He's like, well, she's in the front seat. So I whip around and I see this female who had just ran from me sitting in my driver's seat of uh, this Crown Vic. So I run to the car, uh, run to the uh, the closest uh, point of entry to my Crown Vic is the uh, passenger side window is down. Um, super hot. It's like uh, in the 90s that day, super hot. So I, I had the windows down. Um, she was relatively close to me, so I felt okay. So as I'm approaching the car, I'm yelling at her to, to stop or, you know, whatever, get out of the car or something. And I approach passenger front window. And as I am attempting to open that door, I see that she has slipped her cuffs in the front and she is dropping the gear shift into drive and she floors it. Yes. Banjo in hand, I'll leap through the passenger window. Moonshine jug in the front passenger seat. I got to set it down in the floorboard. So she takes off. <laughs> she takes off <laughs> with my feet kicking out of the window. Um, and she drags me for probably two miles. Uh, <laughs> at a high rate of speed, I'm just kicking my feet out of the window and I can't hang on anymore. So I start dragging, um, it's not ruining it. It's making it better. You enhance the tail. So anyway, uh, <laughs> it ends, it ends. So long story short. Um, she starts inching over towards the guardrail in what I think is an attempt to peel me out of the car. I start seeing the guardrail. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I've got to go lethal. Uh, she's legitimately going to kill me. Um, so, uh, my elbows are inside the car. Um, and I'm trying to hang on. I'm trying to draw my weapon all at the same time. Um, we're going too fast to let go. Um, so I draw my weapon. Um, and about the time I get my weapon kind of somewhat secured in her direction, um, this other officer starts yelling, no. And I just hear this voice screaming, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. And I look, and he is actually hanging out of the driver's window 
she's dragging both of us at this point. Holy um, shit. Was a, did you even know he was fucking there? Not until he started screaming no. He was screaming no so that I didn't shoot him. Uh, he was he was right in the line of fire. Um, so end up uh, reaching out, tagging uh, the front tire um, with a round. And um, she slowed down some. I think she maybe thought I shot her. Uh, she slowed down some, uh, continued to drag me, but she slowed down enough where I could get a shot on the rear tire as well. Um, and uh, she slowed down enough then where the other officer and myself could could jump off uh, off the Crown Vic. Um, and then, unfortunately, saddest part of the tale, uh, she subsequently smashes the Crown Vic uh, into an abandoned coal mine um, rock wall. Totals the Crown Vic. Uh, so... <laughs> Now, so, did she yeet herself from existence, or did she survive that? She did not have a scratch on her. But she ruined the Vic? She she totaled the Vic oh, completely. Um, obviously, my radios it's are smashed. <laughs> I run like half a mile through this coal mine because I know there's a security office in the coal mine. I know they keep a security guy there. So I'm running... Um, up this coal mine to the security office, kick the door in the security officer is there, you know, doing God knows what. And I just grabbed the phone off the, you know, they have a landline. I grabbed the landline and cause there's no service of any sort. I grabbed the landline and called 911 and tell them what just happened. That is probably the fucking craziest <laughs> thing that has ever been spoken on this podcast. <laughs> there are more that I probably shouldn't speak of. <laughs> but yeah. fucking wild west in west virginia man yeah yeah um yeah, that was crazy i could actually the the toes of my boots were gone like down to the socks almost uh, they were completely shaved off from the asphalt from the road holy shit that's fucking yeah. nuts man yeah well that without was... without getting into details because you you mentioned you'd been in some oises and I'm not a blue falcon, so we're not going to dox you here. But, and we're going to get real here for a second. So I'm going to turn off the deliverance music for just a moment. <laughs> I know some guys, when they go through a, tra- I mean, let's be real. That's a fucking traumatic event, man. You could have died. Sure, sure. How do you handle, you know, stuff like that? How have you handled all that? Um, I have a lot of support. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I got a ton of support from my family. Um, and the guys I work with, um, I had an older corporal, an old, older, he had like maybe at the time I had like three months by myself. And this guy had like maybe 12, 14 years in the department. He catches wind of it. Um, and he comes out, he's the first face I see, you know, familiar face that I see on scene. And, you know, he totally, totally did the big brother thing um was with me the whole way um he still to this day you know he'll occasionally bring it up you know make sure i'm good um so i've got a ton of support Uh, i I really do and that's extremely important but i've got a ton of support from my guys that i work with a ton of support from my family you know and and i feel like for the most part especially in that incident i had a lot of support from my from my department that's glad to hear i'm fucking it's okay yeah you got this I, I believe in me too. I am glad. I, 
I'm glad. I totally fucking ruined the moment. Um, <laughs> I, somebody sent me a message the other day, and they're like, "Man, I, I got to thank you, you know, for your podcast, and you do so much for mental health." And I was like, "I do. Do I really? Um, I don't think I do. I think it's honestly, a few times I I think it's nice that you know people." hear that people are going through the, the same stuff on, across the country kind of thing um yeah. my hope is that you know you get something stupid to chuckle at but i i'm glad that guys like you are willing to come on and you know share your piece share your story because i i don't know you know some people don't know how to handle that they don't even know where to start and to be honest man the first fucking place is to talk about it yeah first time like anytime think about anything in your life. If you have no one to talk to about something bottle up, you get mad about nothing. If you say it, you're like, Oh, it's not such a big deal. Now, obviously, you know, getting dragged into a coal mine is a problem and, you know, being in these other things, but if you don't have any sort of resource, you gotta have fucking somebody to talk to man. And yeah. that's where it's important not to be a goddamn blue Falcon and be there for your brothers and sisters. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Like I, I couldn't, days after that i mean i my phone was just constantly just blowing up just blowing hey bro you good hey you good hey you good hey talk to me hey call give me a call you know through, through each incident each critical incident i've ever been in and it hasn't been a, a ton but anytime there's ever something like that um you know you've got your circle of dudes um and they're <laughs> you they're, have a circle of dudes otherwise i got dudes Damn that it. circle me see we're trying to be serious here and i'm making a story yes. joke i'm sorry <laughs> The question here is, are you the pivot, man? I have thrown you like six softballs. You've hit maybe three of them. Dude, that's 500, and I would be in the Hall of Fame, okay? (laughs) You just smashed that one. Yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah, I've got got a group of dudes um, that, you know, if if, uh, if things get hot. (laughs) I can't make that joke. You know what? Do you want to be offensive for a moment? I do. Everybody knows that listens to this podcast. Like, I would say I'm pretty pro-gay. Like, do whatever the fuck you want in your bedroom. Nobody gives a shit. Sure. I think all of the uh, the flags, and I know I'm not alone on. It's kind of like pandering, is it not? Yeah. Dude, look, I'm not like I'm good with parades. I'm good with people having their day, but like, appreciate people every fucking day, not just for one month to sell extra shit. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that's my whole stance on it. And some people may. I get people have a different view on it. Like it's nice to be, I don't know, quote unquote heard. You know what I mean? Like, and let's be sure. real. Like, you know, our gay brothers and sisters have been through some shit, but I just, sure. you know, there's, um, there's some people that purely support or post stuff just because they're, I don't know. It's, it's pandering. I don't know. That's, that's the way I look at it. I agree. That's, people, people like to argue. They like to fight. They like to poke the bear. Yeah. Yeah, and people could if, if someone can make a quick buck, people are disgusting. Uh, I I don't want to be you know Debbie Downer here, but people oh, are disgusting are. They and they're are. greedy. Uh, and if they see a chance to make a buck, they're going to do it. Um, so you know, people are making a killing off of this month uh, from selling flags, selling shirts, selling, and that's that's they don't support the cause at all. Um, you know, they're just making a buck. Well, I mean, not we're not going to go too far in the left field here, and this isn't you know this isn't fucking one of these right wing wing job fucking places, but let's be honest, they care here, but they don't care in other countries. 
yeah you, you think that you know you think they're selling pride things in other countries or come on man like it's no. it's fucking here and it's everywhere or it's not at all right just saying. right yeah other countries will cut your head off yeah well and so. i actually i had a, a good friend of the podcast reach out and say hey are you doing anything for pride and i said no because i fucking appreciate you all the time not just during june sure that's the way i look at that shit and i i think it's i don't want to go too far in the left field but it's kind of important to me like i'm not saying we can't like celebrate things and diversity and all this shit but like there is way too much fucking division in our country we can celebrate each other every fucking day not just exactly one day a year what not during a month and like let's be real dude the fucking holidays are fine we should have fucking holidays and have a good time i wouldn't give a shit if there was like you know june whatever is fucking gay day let's fucking party up i don't give a fuck but you know let's let's have a good time to celebrate each other but like just to say oh this month is your month no every fucking day is your day stop you know like we should appreciate people every day like you know law enforcement week we support our law enforcement officers this week what about fucking 51 other weeks of the year yeah you know black history month why don't we fucking oh it's only relegated to a month shortest month of the year by the way if you want to get offended um it's fucking stop being a dick that's all i'm saying it's it's division i I see that as division i mean why would we you know i don't know like i feel like we're fucking resegregating the country yes and it makes me sick man like i same team man same fucking team yeah i'm saying yeah we're all in this we're all in this same struggle the same battle everyone is fighting something inside themselves all the time um you know but it's whatever my voice doesn't matter um until you gave me this platform to speak upon your voice matters every fucking day and i celebrate <laughs> it every goddamn fucking day Michael which is Scotch probably offensive day. i i have to apologize I, I know i drop some gds every once in a while i do i know that upsets <laughs> some people but it just kind of is what it is that's how i talk i'm sorry i agree all right dude are you ready to fucking answer some instagram questions absolutely is biscuit world amazing as it sounds or you know what let me let me do some justice to how this was asked is Biscuit World the amazing piece of heaven it sounds like? Can confirm. Yes. Hell yeah. I actually, yeah. we, I don't know exactly where we were. By the way, what's what? I fucking hate toll roads. West Agreed, Virginia yeah. has some toll roads. Yes. I fucking, I, mm, I can't stand toll roads, but that's, that's a topic for another day. But so anyway, we had to stop somewhere and it was pretty there, but there was a, what was the fucking it was a kroger i think and there were you know what why am i just or some highway fucking off ramp like you're gonna know i know exactly what you're talking about go ahead you're an asshole um (laughs) there's a kroger and there was a that was the first time i saw a biscuit world and my kid dropped a shoe there so there is a shoe it's a black shoe somewhere in west (laughs) virginia that my kid no it's a slide it's a slide we still talk to that slide to this day because my kid fucking loved those slides and one of them must have fallen out the cursed van but the biscuit world was right there. And I was like, fuck, I wish we had some time. Cause that sounds amazing. Tell yeah. everyone at home, all the millions of people about biscuit world, biscuit world, tutors, biscuit world. I grew up without it. I grew up without tutors, um, biscuit world. When I moved to West Virginia, I discovered biscuit world. I'm going to suggest Biscuits and gravy. They're biscuits and gravy. Any anything that concerns a biscuit, uh, biscuits and gravy is awesome. And gravy. Yes, some Not mustard on that more. <laughs> Sorry, I fucking love sling blades. Such a yes, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, you can't go wrong. They have a lunch and dinner menu, I guess. Never ventured that far. Um, I can't get past um, the B and G. If I stop at ten o'clock at night, you know, I'll, I'll get breakfast. Um, you can't go wrong. I've never had anything that was a bad meal at Tudor's. Uh, it's got to involve a biscuit, obviously. But yeah, yeah, it's awesome. All right. So I have this idea in my head, and I don't know if it'll ever happen. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but I would like to do poorly made police memes on the road. And take yeah. some Crown Vic, take my Crown Vic. And, <laughs> you know, I think the only way I can get away with this is I'd have to like make it a family vacation. So maybe not the Crown Vic. I can't fit everybody in the Vic, but I need to go to fucking get some biscuits and gravy with you. Would you go with yeah. me to get biscuits and gravy? Oh, absolutely. On me. And we will, we will go to the co fields and drink moonshine straight from a radiator. Hold on. that's awesome i i'm like i have this whole thing fucking pictured in my head i'm like it's gonna cost a lot of money but it could be so much fun because i've talked to so many people across the country i mean obviously i couldn't talk to everybody i've talked to but there's been some highlights where i need to go experience some 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 things i need to go to bojangles i need to go see ben yeah um I need to make it out to Hawaii to see Popo Medic. Yes. Uh, that, I guess, is not really a road trip. Although, I mean, I wouldn't give a shit if that van sunk in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Fuck that van. <laughs> I hate that van so much. Um, I once I once worked a car wreck in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, I had a supervisor once, uh, one of the best supervisors I've ever had, a great guy, but he was really meticulous with our reports. So I worked a crash and I, it was like some BS, stupid fender bender. Um, and I had, I put the GPS incorrectly. Um, and he was one of the guys that would double check your GPS to make sure that's where the crash actually happened. And it was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And he asked me if I worked a boat crash. I, I like turtles. No, <laughs> I don't know where else I can put that in, but I'm sure there's turtles in the Pacific. So it needed, it needed, yeah. it needed entered. So she said. That's so. Um. Anyway, yeah. So on my and I begged them, you know, to keep it, but I had to change it. Um. But yeah, I would too. Speaking of Ben, um. So, I recently, uh, started uh, watching some of his some of his stuff, and um, I love hearing him on the podcast. He does not look like he sounds. Can we agree? No, I think he looks exactly how he should sound. I think he looks, and this is all compliment. He looks like a. He looks like a firefighter um, of a certain persuasion with men. He, yes, very articulate. So he reminds me of the old cops I used to watch on the cops TV show when I was a kid, like from like 92 you know, 92, 93, got the stash. He's very soft-spoken. He's very professional, very articulate, uh, very intelligent. And he looks like a salty, like 20 year dude to me, to, to, to me. That's, that's what I, so I saw I think, Ben. I mean, he's basically a salty 10 year dude. 
What's the difference? He, yes. Okay. Um, kudos to the mustache as, as well. Uh, I do like the mustache. Dude, he's going to have such an erection that we're talking about him. He probably will. I'm not going to thank him for his service because I don't want to turn him off. But secretly, I do. I do appreciate his service. Well, that's what he appreciates about you. <laughs> this is actually speak of the devil. This is a question from Ben. He submitted a question because yes, that's what we appreciate. And this is actually, I got to be honest, like five other people dropped this question. Do the patrol sure. cars play anything other other than country roads? No, no, it's issued. Um, it's programmed and issued. Did, did I, I'm going to ask myself the question. Did my class have to sing country roads in the academy in an abandoned buildings basement? Yes. Multiple that times. Is, you know, I was going to play country roads, but this is what <laughs> I'm going to play instead. <laughs> <laughs> you did not is that a fucking real story yes that's a true story dude that is that's yep, not true okay story. yeah right. i liked that song until that day the first day i assume everybody in west virginia knows that song like that is that's that's the only thing when i think of west virginia i think of meth hillbillies coal mines and john denver well we all know that john denver's full of shit because the john appalachian Denver's mountains full of shit. <laughs> i swear every time we're driving through nebraska i say that yes rolls her eyes. <laughs> like every time by the way i i meant I, this was a bad lead-in but i'm starting a new drinking game on poorly made police memes the first one if you're a fucking pro is every time i mispronounce a word father and the Huge. second game Here's the thing that everyone has to do at home. If you are lucky enough to get these bush lattes with the John Deere on them, it says for the farmers on the can, the rule is every time you drink one, you have to exclaim for the farmers. If you yes. don't, I am fucking disappointed and I will know if you didn't do it. Yes. For the farmers. Could I could I add could I add to this game in addition to maybe maybe poke you a little bit? Could I poke you? Dude, I would love nothing more than you to post me. <laughs> so let's talk about the word huge. Huge. <laughs> okay, you know I do that on that I do on purpose. Okay, but what about uh what was the other what was the other H word? Uh it wasn't it wasn't huge. Well, I know it's not huge. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was not the H was silent in every I'm trying to think of the exact If you're going to call me out, fucking call me out. I'm okay. I wasn't prepared. Helicopter, I'm almost, hospital, I'm, <laughs> huge, huge, help, <laughs> hotel, homo. <laughs> I'm unprepared. I had a list of notes. I, I had a list of like notes, topics in case they came about. And do I you still have out. the list? Because I got to be honest, man, you may. You probably earned yourself a second appearance on the podcast. Oh, I have had so much fun tonight. I, I have a list it is at home on my kitchen counter and I left it there and I really, really hope no one at my house reads it. Oh boy. It's not <laughs> as big as you think. Um, no, I, that is one. I, I say huge. Cause it's like the Trump thing, right? Where yeah. my brother's like, you say huge wrong every time. I was like, <laughs> 
Yeah, dude, I totally on purpose. But now I feel like it's part of vocabulary because I just realized when I just said huge that it sounds like huge. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but you trained yourself. I'm totally fucked myself on that one too. No, listen, I don't want you to change. I speak for the millions. I don't want you to change a fucking thing about yourself. I don't want you to change a fucking thing about your podcast. You just keep doing what you're doing. You know, here's loved. the great thing about my podcast is I basically do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And that's the way it would always will always be. And I really hate talking about myself because I was given somebody shit for talking about themselves today. I won't <laughs> name them, but I, you know, like I, I don't like the self-indulgent type stuff. And I, I think everybody to an extent is guilty about talking about themselves, but those mm. are the worst country songs to me. Yeah. It's, it'll be like a great song. And then all of a sudden you're like, this fucking dude's talking about himself. I don't like yeah. the song anymore. Agreed. I adopted this kid. I'm so great. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Thomas Rhett. You don't yeah. Know. It's not good if you have to tell everybody about it. Yes. If you have to tell folks you're a hero, you're probably not a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Combs had one, too, where I was listening. It's a newer song. Oh, my God. You do you not like Luke Combs? Um, no, I do like Luke Combs. Yeah, uh, the fucker outkicked his coverage. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. I've worked. I worked one of his concerts. I also recently worked a Sticks concert. Uh, that was pretty sweet. Are they still a, around? Apparently, I thought they were dead. Nope. Um, they came to my area. They had a concert. I pulled security detail, um, and one of them threw me a pick, guitar pick. Man, I had, what concert was I at? I had a fucking guitar pick go through my fingers. I was so pissed off. My Tommy Lee it. threw a drumstick at my uncle and hit him, and my drunk and high uncle threw the stick back. No, dude. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yep. Yeah, that's not cool. <laughs> hey, speaking of John Denver, who's fucking full of shit, um, <laughs> who fucking anointed him king? By the way. Was is there some controversy where he said he was talking about Western Virginia and not West Virginia? Some guy sent me a message about that. Is that a thing? I'm not sure. I do know, I can confirm that probably six, eight years ago, there was some type of uh, some type of national news story. I don't know, it wasn't anything in interesting, but something happened in West Virginia. Um, it was one of your major media outlets. I can't remember. Anyway. They kept referring to West Virginia as Western Virginia, Western Virginia, Western Virginia. And that offended a lot of West Virginians. Um, I, obviously, I didn't get offended. It's extremely hard to offend me. But uh, so that's the only I've never heard John Denver refer to that. And I've met John Denver on multiple occasions. That's not true. Yeah, I know. I was. I was trying to think up a joke about if you were with him when he hit the fucking mountain, but. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. You know, that, what's fucked up is I'm pretty sure one of my earliest memories was my dad making a joke about John Denver hitting a mountain. <laughs> Your dad sounds salty. I like him. He's like the saltiest guy ever, but he fucking cares. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this. I like when he was on the podcast. That was awesome. Uh, I, I fucked up, y'all. I have to admit. I just said y'all. Um, speaking it's of cultural, us. no, it's a, speaking of cultural appropriation, I have a John Deere hat now, and my wife's like, "You fucking wear that in public." I was like, "Lady, I have a John Deere mower. I can wear a John Deere hat." 
Yeah. But that might be cultural appropriation of the farmers. I'll allow it. N- not that my opinion matters. I'll allow it. Your opinion matters to me more than anybody else's. Okay. Then so it's allowed. If you allow it, then it's good. I don't, I'm good with it. But um, you don't sleep with me, you know, so. <laughs> not yet. Not yet, but when you come to Tudor's, you're going to get the gravy. <laughs> that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> that's what he said. Uh, going back to the Instagram questions here. Yes. There's a question about the PT test, and the question got cut off, but they said, what I saw, the requirements seem extremely, I'm ex- I'm assuming extremely tough. What, what's the PT test there? Do you know? Um, they're not extremely tough. So, um the general pt test to be so maybe the question to, was extremely easy but go on um the question said it was extremely easy because it is well, i don't know it, it, the question got cut off because instagram fucking sucks so it just okay. ended at extremely so maybe it was easier maybe it was tough i don't know so it has changed a couple of times in the last few years um but um when i when i tested for my agency um it was uh push-ups sit-ups and a mile and a half run was the basic um now, it was 27 push-ups, I think 50 sit-ups in a minute, or 46 sit-ups in a minute, and then mile and a half run was 14 minutes, 52 seconds. So basically, um, Cooper standards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's kind of, it's varied over the last couple of years, to be honest with you. I'm not sure what it is now. Um, but obviously, if you do the minimums, you're, you have to be competitive. You know, if you do minimums on stuff, you're not going to stand out. I gotcha. There's a lot of incest questions on here, as, as there should be. Ask away. This is probably my favorite one that I've seen so far. Okay. If you divorce your wife in West Virginia, is she still your cousin? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what is with the incest, man? Is it just slim, slim pickings out there, and you just got to do what not, you got to do? To be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the stigma, man. I, I don't. I mean, yeah, it's happened. I have made arrests. I've charged people with incest. Um, but I talked to my buddies, you know, in surrounding states, and and you know, it's just, you know, it's just as popular or unpopular in, in surrounding states. I can't speak for, you know, way out west or anything, but. Um, it's illegal here. Uh, some people think it's legal. No, it's illegal, uh, in West Virginia. Um, now a lot of those, a lot of those incest charges, you know, they're, they're, you know, a sexual assault, sexual abuse. They're, they're a forcible compulsion type charge. Yeah. Um, you know, both parties weren't consenting. Um, but, um, it's happened. There has, there has been, I wouldn't say consensual on both sides, maybe just twice in 13 years where actually both sides were consenting twice too many twice too many well we kind of talked about what it's like to police in one of the poorest states in the country i mean i assume it's very poor some places and then it's just like a normal state other places so it just probably just really depends on where you're at that's yeah that's accurate that's very accurate um Um, it, it just depends on where you're at here's a good question don't your this is I'm gonna have to read it in my sarcasm voice, okay? Okay. Don't your lax carry laws lead to significantly more gun violence? Um statistically, I don't know. 
it also depends on what you're calling gun violence. If I defend my home with my, you know, concealed carry, that's still considered gun violence. But in my opinion, that's good, clean, fun gun violence. Um, <laughs> you know, if I'm if I'm defending uh, someone's life uh, with my concealed carry, I guess that's still gun violence. But it's in my opinion, it's um, it's the positive side of gun violence. Um, I mean, do you see a lot of that though? I mean, I gotta be honest. I never hear anything about guns in West Virginia. Everyone has a gun. Everyone, every traffic stop, everyone has a gun. And, you know, obviously 99.9 times out of a hundred, it's a non-issue completely. Um, you know, I don't allow people, um, it's kind of my pet peeve. Uh, if you're concealed carry holder, you know, and you're around me on a call and you've got your weapon on you and I can see it, I'm going to secure that weapon until I'm done, period. And I'm going to get, as long as you, you clear and you're you know, a legal holder, then I'm going to give it back to you. Um, but it's, it's not uncommon to see guns just constantly. And it's, like I said, it's very rarely an issue. Uh, we just had a woman um, up north on the northern end of the, of the state. Uh, she stopped an active shooter with her concealed carry. I think it was last week. Uh, she, she whipped out her, uh, her concealed carry and took care of business. So, you know, I, I don't see a problem. I don't see a problem, um, in how we handle our firearms here. So West Virginia, according to the CDC, which, you know, is, God, you know what, this isn't even worth it. Cause it has like no context. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just don't really see West Virginia in the news as like a place that has like a bunch of gun violence. We we have a bigger drugs and overdoses are far, far, far outweigh our gun problems. Um, you know, we have I'll see 10 overdoses uh, from drugs, uh, you know, dr the drug issue. I'll see 10 of those to one you know, gun violence issue, um, if not more. So if there's a problem here, it's the drugs. It's not, no, it's not drugs, Hey dude, don't stigmatize drug use. Okay. Like, sorry, don't do that. Like I, there, what state was it that I was driving through with like the first fucking sign I saw was don't stigmatize drug use. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stigmatize it. Cause I don't want fucking people to do drugs and die of overdoses. Yeah stop like stop making everything okay not everything is okay there's some stuff yeah. that's bad okay it's yes. okay to tell people it's bad mm -hmm. sometimes tough love is needed yeah but what do i know what i don't know what this is so help me out here again i feel like this okay. has been a theme of these instagram questions I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. who makes the best pepperoni rolls oh uh, roll buddy okay so um my knowledge of the pepperoni roll, it was invented, if you will, in West Virginia. And it was a uh, lunch meal that coal miners would take into the coal mines uh, in their dinner buckets, uh, i.e. lunch boxes. Um, they would take it for a snack. There it is. <laughs> with, their, with their flask of moonshine. So, I mean, it's just a rolled up pepperoni or what? It's it's basically uh, bread, uh, like a roll um, dough that's kind of rolled out flat. Um, there's You can put anything in it that you would put in a pizza. Most of them are just cheese and pepperoni. 
rolled up. Um, it's like a pizza rolled up, um, but they're pretty popular pocket. here. It's almost like a hot pocket. Yeah. Um, they're everywhere. They're in every gas station. You can buy a bag of 20, you know, pepperoni rolls. Um, I don't know who makes the best one. I'm sure there's some mom and pop place. They're always the best. Um, but that, you know, we have a lot of, uh, immigrants here, um, way back when, uh, a lot of Italian immigrants come here to work in the coal mines and on the railroad. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, I would say the legit 1920s, you know, non-English speaking Italian grandmother, uh, that was making, uh, pepperoni rolls for, for, you know, her sons and, and, uh, brothers and, you know, whoever to go to the coal mines, I would say she is probably, uh, the primo of, uh, pepperoni roll chefs. This is a very off topic, but I'm kind of surprised that the term hot pocket hasn't been transformed for the name of a female sex organ. It, I thought it had been. Has it? I've never heard it was, called that. Was the Alabama Hot Pocket? What was the Alabama Hot Pocket oh, again? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, where's where's the uh, Urban Dictionary guy has been gone for a while? I don't know if he died. Is he not? Has he not been chiming in? I, I haven't heard, heard him. Chime in again. I think I made fun of him on one, and he's probably <laughs> hurt his feelings. Dude, some of them are really good, and some of them are a little rough, buddy. Uh, yeah, I like all of them, though. You know, I'm inclusive. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to listen to this podcast and be like, ooh, I made some shit. I'm not. I'm not going to listen to myself. This will be the only podcast I do not listen to. Oh, you have to, man. It's going to be embarrassing. I hate hearing myself talk. Fucking embarrassing. Uh, (laughs) Is Baby Dog the best or worst mascot? Uh, Let's see. How do I tactically I don't know. What's Baby Dog? Can you explain that first? What the fuck is that? (sighs) Okay tactically here let me use my words properly baby dog is an english bulldog that belongs to our governor jim justice mr justice carries baby dog around everywhere with him and press conferences um it's everywhere fucking embarrassing! precisely how um, have i not heard of that I don't know, but there's a lot of memes. There's there's a lot of memes. Um, there's a lot. Ain't um, nobody got time for that. <laughs> Sweet Brown oh, makes will. an appearance. She, um, <laughs> holy shit! Um, that's fucking that's fucking embarrassing. And no, it's the worst mascot or whatever the question was. No, it's it's don't do that. Please stop doing that. People, the people want to know what the arrest process is like in West Virginia. I think people like to hear the differences because it, it always amazes me where I'm like, wait, you guys have to fucking do that. Or some people hear what I had to do and like, you had to fucking do that. Uh, okay. A basic arrest. Let's say you fucking hook somebody. Well, you know, warrants are always easy, I suppose. Okay. DV, um, you know, somebody, you know, they hit their cousin real hard and you got PC. Are they, are they in a romantic relationship with their cousin obviously okay carry on so you're in a romantic relationship with your cousin you, got, <laughs> you get upset that um they stole your pepperoni roll and yes. we're hanging out with your other cousin who you told them not to talk to anymore but they're you know they're fooling around with that cousin so 
basically you got a DV, you know, a little pepperoni roll violence. Okay. You make the arrest. What's the process? Okay. And there's an F son involved. So depending on where you're at, uh, some, some areas have an on-call magistrate judge that can arraign and set a bond. Some places do not. Some places um, in the area that I work. So let's the area that I work. If I arrest someone on a DV warrant, I'll take them to my office. They will be fingerprinted, processed at my office. And then if it is during business hours or there would be a magistrate judge in his office, I will take that person to be arraigned by the magistrate. They'll be set a bond. Um, if they can pay that bond or pay 10% to a bail bondsman, they will be released. Um, if they cannot pay that bond, they will be taking, taken to um, a holding facility, um, our jail. Um, we do not have county jails. As far as I know, I don't think we have county jails anymore in the state. If we do, I don't know about them. We have um, regional jails that usually service, and I said service, I heard uh, multiple counties. So, for instance, I had a girlfriend uh, once that serviced multiple counties. Did she service multiple inmates at the county jail? No, she just serviced multiple counties. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. So, um, if you are arrested for anything, if you are arrested after hours, for the most part, uh, if you are arrested um, at you know ten o'clock at night, um, you're going to go straight to the regional jail, and you will be arraigned by video arraignment by whatever county you were arrested in by their magistrate uh, the following business day. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So now do you have to do like an affidavit to keep them in jail? So, you know, do you, or do you just basically put them in there with basic information? Like, so uh, for, for context, if I arrested somebody on a PC charge, I would have to write my affidavit get it approved before I could leave the jail. And then they, you know, they would see the judge the next morning. It wasn't, we never took anybody to go see judge that night. That never fucking happened. Um, okay. You got arrested. You're staying in jail. You know, maybe you got arrested early enough in the day where maybe courts are still going and everything gets put through. Generally you're sitting in jail for the night. So do you have like an affidavit to complete before you can book them in the jail or no? Yes. If it is a PC arrest, you know, I don't know, DUI, DV that I respond to. Um, there's, you know, it's not a warrant. Um, yeah, if I make a fresh arrest, um, I will do the affidavit. We call it a criminal complaint. Um, that is a probable cause document. Their basic information, name, date of birth, address, social. Here is the code section for the crime they committed. And here is my PC narrative of, um, you know, short, short and sweet to the point, probable cause only. Um, that is my arrest affidavit. Um, if it is a warrant, um, then the warrant uh, suffice will suffice for the affidavit. It basically is an affidavit. Um, and I will turn that in uh, to the magistrate's drop box, you know, after hours drop box, um, as if it were my original affidavit, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. No, okay. I think that sounds pretty normal. 
are you one of those states where you can't make an arrest unless something happens in front of you? Um, there are a couple of charges um, that must occur in our presence. Otherwise, we're good to hook. Trespassing is one of those charges that uh, must happen in our presence. Um, if someone takes a picture of John Brown on their property um, and they call 911 and I respond and they show me the picture and say, hey, it's John Brown, um, then I, I must get a warrant. I can't go and arrest them unless I catch John Brown on the property when I'm there. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't have to occur in our presence. And again, um, for most felonies, we can arrest without a warrant. Um, if, if someone comes home and says, Hey, my, my house got broken into, that's a burglary. That's a felony. Um, you know, uh, John Brown again, uh, dude, that dude is a fucking menace. John Brown needs, needs dealt with. Um, so we know it's John Brown. We got him on our ring bell camera or whatever. I can go to John Brown's house the next morning and arrest him without a warrant and just type my affidavit when I arrest him for the felony. So I know there's states out there, and I, if anybody's in one of those states, I'd like to hear about it. But I've heard of a such thing. So if, I don't know if this is a great example, but I'm going to use it. Um, if somebody came to me and said, hey, and it wasn't like a DV or anything, but somebody said, hey, this person assaulted me. I know this person. There's not any like serious injuries or anything. I would take that report and I'd follow up and talk to that person, get their side of the story and all that. I've heard there's states out there where the cops are like, I'm not present to it. You need to go to the magistrate and tell them what happened. Is that yes. a thing in West Virginia? That is not a thing in West Virginia. But when I was, when I was growing up, that was a thing in Virginia. They would, <laughs> they would call it swearing out. I'm going to swear out a warrant on you. Okay, citizens would the, say that. That's the citizens. term I've been looking for for a long time because yeah. I've heard that before and I didn't really understand that. Yeah. Um, so no, citizens can't get warrants on other citizens. Uh, there's no citizens arrest. There's nothing like that in West Virginia. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, that's the thing. I thought most states had a citizen arrest. Not, not West Virginia. I'm not familiar. I'm not sure about anywhere else, but no, we've had many attempts. Uh, we've had people call 911. I've got this guy under arrest for, I caught him in my building. Uh, I'm going to take him up to the judge. No, no, you're not. Uh, you're going to wait till we get there. But I mean, people are allowed, like if something was ongoing, people are, are they allowed to grab onto somebody to stop it? Um, yeah, it's, a, it's all in articulation. You know, um, people ask all the time, uh, if he comes back and I blow his fucking head off. Well, uh, maybe not, not for taking a piss in your yard. No, you can't do that. Um, it's my fucking property. Yeah, no, no. Um, you have to articulate everything that you do as police officers too, you know, um, you can articulate that I got home and it was my, my window was smashed out and fucking John Brown again uh, God, was in asshole. my bedroom, you know, sniffing my wife's panties. So I grabbed them and I held them on the floor until you guys could get here. Like that's, that's happened a lot. Not exactly with the panties, but that's, that's <laughs> happened. You know, we, they've caught people in the act of a crime um, and stopped them. And I guess, lack of better terms, they've detained them and called 911 until we got there. And, um, you know, maybe it's wrong, but I'm cool with it as long as it was reasonable. Um, I've always been cool with that. 
I don't encourage that. It's dangerous. Uh, yeah, it, it's a circumstantial thing. I don't, the panty thing happens. I don't yes. know if you've ever experienced that. That shit. Oh, happen. yeah. I don't understand that, man. Why wouldn't you just fucking go to like a seafood restaurant or something? <laughs> I don't, or like, you know, go get some fucking bumblebee tuna, open up the can and just take <laughs> a big whiff. Like, really? Come on, guys. Yeah. You're better than I, this. I've, I've worked burglaries where the only thing stolen was the lady's undergarments from her drawer in her bedroom. TV's I have there. A fucking crazy story about that but it, it's probably too doxing so it may not be repeated on the podcast <laughs> here's where we're gonna fucking end the instagram questions okay and i have a this is a, a question that i've always had so i'm glad that we have this what the fuck is a mountain mama i'm gonna say it's your sweetie um really? that's that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna call it uh you know um, your there it is. Your consistent female. <laughs> now, can your sweetie be your cousin? Um, as long as law enforcement doesn't know about it. Yes. Yes. I thought Kissing this cousins. was America. Cousins make dozens. <laughs> okay, so that's a possible name of the podcast. Is kissing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll get a lot of listens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mountain Mama was a, another potential. Um, Dueling banjos is another potential. But I really like kissing cousins. I don't think I yeah. like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> now, what's the separation though? Are you allowed to marry like your second cousin, or what's what's the deal? Legitimately, I've read the code. I want to say you are correct. Okay. I, w- I want to say like second cousin and beyond fair game. I, I want to say that again. And, and you, you give the, you know, the, the warning before your podcast. So don't, don't think that, you know, she's my second cousin so we can have a kid. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Fuck. So I gotta be honest, man. I grew up in a, I don't really understand the levels of cousins and I hate to lean on you and, and get into stereotypes, but <laughs> so your first cousin is like your uncle's kids, right? Correct. It's your parents, siblings, children. That is your first cousin. Yeah. What is a second cousin? A second cousin would be your parents. First cousin. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of cousin talk. A lot of cousin talk. Cousin talk. I could be. I'll allow it. Uh, okay, so it, that's confusing. So my my second cousin would be my parents' cousin's cousin. kids, right? Probably. That's just is okay. And then what's a third cousin? Uh, you're. That's beyond my knowledge. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to make a general rule um, that if you're related to somebody, you shouldn't fuck them. That's a great, that's a great idea. But I love him. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess wear rubber so you don't have kids. Um, I've had moms and daughters recently in the last couple of years. We had a mom and daughter issue. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you knee slapping right now? <laughs> <laughs>
that's not my knee slapping. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it slaps. Oh boy. All right, you gotta you can't just fucking leave me hanging there. So you had a a, a mom and daughter issue recently? Like what kind of issue? Like are they fucking each other or what? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I never got. There's a knee like, slap. I'm my ears are keen to to. There's a knee slap in the song, man. I, I'm. There, there's you're you're correct. There's a knee slap in the song. Uh, it's not my knee. Um, <laughs> I never got the fascination with like twins. Like guys are like, oh, they're twins. You want to fucking fool around with sisters? That's I don't know, yeah. man. Like that was always a weird thing for me. And then there's guys that like the mother daughter thing. And it's like, that's even fucking worse. Yes. Holy yes. Shit. What like, is the attraction? Look, man. Uh, I've look uh, the famous quote from office space. What would you do with, you know, a million dollars or whatever? <laughs> Two chicks at the Two same time. Man. Same time, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Not related ones. Yeah. Holy shit. Maybe I'm asking too much. I don't know. Speaking of which. Oh, do you boy. recall? Do you recall the? There was a. There's a semi-famous set of. Is Siamese twins when they're they're like together? No, I think those are the cats. No, you're you're thinking about Siamese. Now, do you know what I'm? You know, you know what I'm speak, speaking of right now. There's paternal twins and there's fraternal twins. No, I mean the. There is one body, two heads. Oh, where they're stuck together. Yes. Oh, why didn't you just say so? I thought I did. I, I digress. I'm, I'm drunk. I don't don't, know. don't fuck with me again. So, the, <laughs> <laughs> so there, they had a show, or I don't know, it was on TLC or something. Anyway, there was a set of these. They were super nice girls or whatever. I met them recently in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um. And they were super cool. And I was, it was super, super awkward because I didn't know, like, to say, like, you guys or you or y'all or. It's like talking to somebody with a lazy eye, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I, I didn't know where to put my hands. Uh, <laughs> now, I don't know if you're fucking telling me the truth because you've lied to me several times. That's the, the truth. Podcast. So you I've, actually met I've, them. Yes. I've told like three lies and that's it. Did you shake both their hands or just one hand? Or they only have one set of hands. They, it's they, one body, they, two heads. It's one body, one torso, two arms total, total, two, one arm on each side, two heads. Super, and, and, and again, super nice girls, super nice, super cool. I may have been slightly intoxicated when I saw them. And my brother-in-law and I may have been really weird and i started to feel like a stalker because we're like is that them is that the girls from the the show is that and so yeah i didn't know what to call them her figure it out fucking figure it out <laughs> i i'm not here look man i'm not one to judge or to anything i would fucking stare i don't know how you don't i was staring because i thought it was 
you know, the, the famous, I feel like I'm talking shit about him and I'm, I'm, I'm not meaning to anyway. I think, I think they have to understand, like, that's a fucking unique set of circumstances that people are going to be curious about. Maybe, maybe we're all pieces of shit, but I would be curious. Like I have so many questions. Yeah. How do you take a dump? Like I can't take a dump when my cat is in the bathroom. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. You got stage fright like that? I do. You know, you need to open your bowels a little bit because I've learned something in my old age is everybody poops. I used to be that guy. I And I've, I've talked to some of my friends about it. I, I have no shame anymore. Like, there's some times where I, I really don't want to blow it up. Like, everybody's been in that circumstance where somebody else is in the stall next to you and you know it's going to be a firecracker. Yeah, and like it's embarrassing, but I just, you know what? A, it's funny. B, everyone poops. Yeah, everyone's fucking lit up the tool, the the toil, toilet before. Okay, everyone's yeah. echoed off the bowl. There's gonna happen. There, just fucking let it shit. fly, man. There's shit on the outside of the toilet. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> the toilet. Yeah, I am. I am a shameful. Oh, shameful. Uh, I get stage fright pooping. However, one of my favorite pastimes. Can we poop together at the waffle place? No, on the same waffles, to- biscuit place. The same toilet at the same time. So I'm so easy. Samesies. We'll samesies it. In addition, one of my favorite pastimes is to fart on the PA when people walk in front of my cruiser. That doesn't make any sense how you could be such a, sh- a shameful pooper, but. You'll let them rip in the PA. That's a fun game, I, by the I, way. I, I do. It is a fun game. Has it happened on the radio over the air? Yes. Do they have a locator, though, or they know who fucking did it? They do now, uh, so it's not as fun anymore. Um, but before the locator, before the like identifiers were on there, it was awesome. I heard stories about my department back in the day where that was a thing. It's middle of the night. Nothing's going on. You... <laughs> Yeah, happened, which is glorious. Yeah, Yeah. uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just go ahead. I I was going to go off on a small side note, side noted away because I'm going to go, I'm going to go totally different direction. So, a few years ago, I was given a little, a little jewel from one of my buddies, uh, up north, and it is a Maryland driver's license number that has got to be fake and everybody's got their list of like driver's license numbers that come back to funny names there is one that comes back to got to be fake so I, I think it's cool that i say it. i don't know comes back to a dick middle initial n last name your butt dick <laughs> in your butt um got to be fake because there's no there's no like identifiers. There's no like date of birth or like eye color, height, weight. There's none of that. Got to be a dude that got fired from the DMV. And before he walked out, he's like, I'm going to fucking go for the goal before I leave. I'm going to make a mark. That's fucking amazing. My depart, I think in Colorado, your fake one was Mickey Mouse. People could, you know, practice on or whatever. Yes. Yes. We used Mickey Mouse to practice with our recent CAD training classes. Isn't the CAD fucking glorious? Or is I didn't it tell you because I don't I don't use it. Um, 
the reports. I don't like the reports. I do like the reports because they're easier. However, um, the old reports we did was specific to my department, and I just like the format better. I thought they looked more professional, and now they're just kind of filling the blank. Um, I don't like that. I, I don't like that. I like to, I don't know, maybe explain myself more. I don't, I don't know. Um, but CAD, CAD itself works when I have Wi-Fi. Like when I have service, CAD is awesome, but I very rarely have have wi-fi like i can it's almost worthless um i could see that being a i could see that being a problem where you're at yeah where i was at was in the city and you know if your wireless card went down or the you know the internet was down it like everybody it was like a disaster you know nobody knew what to do nobody knew how to answer (laughs) calls nobody and it was like a mess and it you know it happened frequently i feel like once a week there was like a fucking outage for a couple hours and yeah, you know, people are losing because you get, you know, you get so used to doing shit that way, and then when it goes away, you're like, wait, I have to go to this call without a map. Yeah, it's on. It's on a fucking grid, dumbasses. Yeah, um, I know that's not everywhere, but just my specific thing. Now, speaking of CAD, have you ever pooped your pants? Many times. Do you have a fantastic story for all the folks to humanize the poop? with yes i narrowed it down to two um but the best one is probably while on duty i shit my pants i i semi shit my pants on duty but it's a great it's a great tale if you'd like to hear i would love nothing more so at the time i was working about two and a half three hours away from my home so i was traveling back and forth to work so i had a long drive to and from so i'm driving to work uh, one morning and it's like right before daylight and I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, like kind of the, the road, uh, the old van almost broke down on probably same road. So, um, I learned from my FTO out here in the sticks, carry a roll of toilet paper in your trunk. So I did, well, you know, I probably stopped at biscuit world on the way. I don't know. But something hit the old guts and it was time to go. And it was time to go now. There was not a house in sight, not a business, nothing for miles and miles and miles. So I whipped the old Vic over in a gravel uh, wide spot, grab my, my roll out of the trunk and jump over the guardrail and go over the hill. So as I'm going down the hill, uh, the sphincters uh, sort of loosen the grip. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The, the old bungs hole yeah. um, blew loose there, blew a seal, uh, and it starts to spew within the old trousers, the old Class A uniform. Ooh. And but I'm like, you know, I'm I'm far away from the road now. You know, I'm not going to ruin, you know, all of my uniform. So I dump the gun belt, drop trial right there on the side of the hill, blow my guts out. Now a fourth of the load is in my pants, but the rest of it is going on the ground. And it's like a nauseating, like shit. I mean, I'm like nauseous, like borderline passing out. It's just horrendous. Dumb and dumber shaving in the bathroom style blowout. <laughs> so, so I could never um, work in a rural area. I would have so many <laughs> fucking problems. So I get done 
and I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired from, from the poop sesh. I'm kind of disgusted at what I've done to myself yet again. So I don't button my pants. Like they're unbuttoned blouses, untucked, got shit on the back of it. I got shit on the back of my pants. I throw my gun belt over my right shoulder in my left hand is the roll of toilet paper. And I start climbing back up the, the hillside. Trip and fall, roll back into my pile of shit that I just shit. No. Yeah. Uh, so it's all over the back of my uniform now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm climbing back up the hill. <laughs> yes. I'm climbing back up the hill, gun belt over the shoulder, toilet paper in the hand. I'm covered in shit. And I'm up to the guardrail and I'm stepping over the guardrail like pants are falling off. And there's a car like in the middle of nowhere parked behind my cruiser. Oh, and I'm like, no. oh no. You know, I thought about, you know, just, you know, bouncing, man, just run back down through the woods, you know, or whatever. Um, and this old guy steps out. You okay, sir? Um, you know, he can clearly see what just happened. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, just, uh, just uh, taking a break. You know, I've got, toilet paper in my hand and my gun belt over my shoulder and my shirt's covered in shit. And, uh, so I'm standing on the side of the road, not wanting to cross the road to my cruiser. Cause I don't want to get close to him where he can actually see and smell everything. And he, I'm just checking on you. Hey, you, you know, my brother, uh, Ted is a police officer and, you know, on the moon or whatever, you know, he starts trying <laughs> to make small talk. I'm yelling across the road. Cause I don't want to get close to him. Finally. Anyway, finally he leaves. Um, I stripped down to, uh, I had some, some workout clothes. So I'm commando with my basketball shorts driving to work, no spare uniform. And I get to work and I tell my Sergeant, like I walk into, I have my boots on no shirt and my workout, my ball shorts. And I walk into my office with my gun belt in my hand. And I'm like, I, not only did I shit my pants, I fell in my shit. So, top that. I can't. I think we might have to retire <laughs> the poop story after that. But <laughs> I wasn't like overseas, you know. I wasn't, you know, fighting for our country. Uh, you know, I feel sorry for those dudes that had those tails. Holy shit. Yeah, Dude, but. That, that gives me, I have anxiety for you. <laughs> My stomach hurts now after hearing that. Yes. Dude, that that is a bad fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So I just did paperwork the rest of the day at the desk with no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking let you go home like you just lived through such a traumatic <laughs> event. He's like, well, you just take some fucking cold paper calls. It's not a big deal. That's yeah, that's pretty much. And I was a boot, you know, at the time. So, you know, there was no empathy. No, you know. I'm I, honest. Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't make me put it back on and just work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was there a laundry mat? You could have just gone over and wash your shit. Probably, probably, but yeah, I didn't have to take calls that day. Is there? Did you earn a nickname from that day? I mean, <laughs> no. Other um, know about it? No. Um, I have a few nicknames, but they like my real name is incorporated in the nickname. 
Um, so I probably shouldn't tell them. That'll definitely Wait, dox me. Your fucking name isn't Michael Scotch. Holy <sighs> it's actually Dwight Fart Shroot. Dwight Fart Shroot. Yeah, my middle name is Kurt, not Fart. <laughs> oh, poor. You know, any other show, if they were making fun of a guy with autism, it would be a problem. But the office <laughs> got away with it for a long time. Do you think Dwight has autism? Oh, I, I just mean a dick. I don't know. I don't know. He may. I don't, I don't know. He bangs some hot chicks. He, that, that's Angela's what was surprising. Let's, let's be honest, dude. Angela's hot. She's tiny, but she's hot. Angela, he, he. Oh, the chick at the um, wedding. The chick at the wedding. It was like Pam's sister or cousin. Dude, she was fucking uh, hot. It, it, yeah, it was. Um, uh, who was she? Who was she related to? She was related to Pam. Yeah. 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 Knocking boots. Who who's the hottest chick in the office? I'm I'm gonna be honest with you about something. You're gonna say Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I thought Meredith was disgusting and they made her that way. But Dude, when she, she shaved up, her actually, head, she cleans up pretty well. She shaved her head and that was I couldn't watch. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch Meredith. She made me like nauseous to watch her. Yeah, I've seen like pictures of her, like you know, in like Hollywood or whatever. Like she cleans up like okay. Does like, she play on anything else? Is she in anything else? I've never. She is. I feel like I have to cut out the part that I just said she cleans out. Okay, I'm not saying I would bang her. I'm just saying she's not like, <laughs> as disgusting as she is on the show. That's all I'm saying. They make her that way. They, they make yeah. That's all part of the part of the deal. Well, let's. But, who's the hot chick on the office? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not really impressed. I gotta, I gotta be real with you. Not even Pam. I, no, no, she doesn't. I mean, Pam's Pam's a sweetheart. Pam, you know, um, the Pam and Jim love story is near and dear to my heart. Um, but I'm not really, I'm not that. Um, it's you know. <laughs> okay, it's Kevin. It's Kevin. <laughs> oh well, fuck it. You mean Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> nope, it's not Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> that show's so good. Oh yeah. Uh, poor oh Toby. yeah. Um fuck Toby. Fuck Toby. Destroyer <laughs> of joy. Um <laughs> buddy, we we need to fucking get back on track here. Let's get back on track. The track we're we're ending we're getting close to the end of the the we're almost to the destination. But there's okay. a few things we need to settle here, okay? Let's settle it. Good sir, in your humble opinion, what is the best patrol car of all time? Silly. Silly question, sir. But I will answer you directly. The I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give you your model. I'm gonna say the oh I'm gonna say the oh nine. No, I'm gonna say 2010, 09, 2010 Crown Vic. Yeah! Yes. That warms my little black heart. Yes, 100%. No doubt. We switched from Crown Vix to uh, the Impalas at, at a, for a small window of time, and it was miserable. It's fucking impacting! Yes, extremely. Thank you. Yes, it, yeah, terrible. What do you guys got um, now? Uh, we have, for the most part, we have Explorers now. Um, 
I and, assume you have the EcoBoost though, right? Not the soccer bomb bullshit. No, it's soccer mom bullshit. You don't have a fucking EcoBoost? No. I thought they love their police in West Virginia like they love their cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. It, and it's okay. It's it's okay. It's good for here's the thing. There are very few places. I've I've been in a lot of pursuits, but there are very few places where I can really, you know, stretch it out, you know, hammer down and and really chase someone, you know, over a hundred. Um, unless I, mean, I jump out on the interstate. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of hills and shit out there. Well, I was gonna say that the thing about the East Coast, which I found strange, like out on the West, there's fucking um medians, there's shoulders, there's all kinds of shit. The fucking highways back east, you got the fucking two lanes, good luck, and they're small ass lanes. Yeah. Yeah, and everything's a highway, which is weird. Yeah. Like like what I would call a county road is a highway in West Virginia or some of these East Coast places. It's very strange. We have a lot of single lane, no center line marked. And like you've got to dip your your tires in the ditch to if you're meet if you meet a car. Um the you know, uh, the road that I travel every day, if I meet another car, it is a challenge. Um, you know, we're knocking limbs over your mirrors and everything else. There's a lot of legit single lane, no markings roads in West Virginia. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just one of those things. The roads were laid so long ago. This kind of is what it is. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you're going to blast through a mountain to put a road, you know, I'm sure back then it may have been easier just to go straight up and over. Um, yeah. And that's the way that, that's the way that it is. Now, buddy, I have a very important question for you. Okay. Do you have any imparting words of wisdom for the millions of followers out there? I have. Yes, I do. Um, may I, may I speak very, very briefly something I want to tell you, dude, you fucking go, this is your moment to shine. You fucking say whatever you want. So a few years back before, before I discovered, uh, your memes, um, I was lost. Um, you know, I had no direction in my life. Um, but uh, seriously, we had a pretty catastrophic event um, in the area that I work. Um, a lot of people lost their lives. Um, a lot of people lost their homes. Um, it was it was terrible. And it was at a time kind of when uh, kind of through my dark days, um, uh, getting hammered by admin type uh, type things. Um, uh, I had a canine. I was on the canine unit, uh, for several years and that got taken away. Um, so pr pretty dark, pretty dark days. Uh, and then the community that I worked in was, you know, depressed as well. And rightfully so. And I have a buddy It's actually a, a boot that I trained. Um, he started sending me some of your memes and as silly as it sounds, it, it brought me a lot of joy. Um, it was, it was awesome. I had never really seen police memes, never really, um, seen anything like that. And they were extremely accurate, um, you know, with how I was feeling at the time. And as silly as it sounds, poorly made police memes really kind of give, gave me that extra, you know, kick in the ass that 
I'm not the only one struggling here. Um, you know, I'm not the only one that, um, you know, wants to bitch about admin, you know, from time to time or constantly. And, you know, it was really as, as stupid as it, it was very uplifting. And it was, it was, it kind of brought me back. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you. And, um, you know, obviously I started sharing the memes with, you know, other buddies and, and it grew in our area. You grew in our area, she said. And, um, so I, I, I really appreciate you. Um, if you can find some humor, uh, in what it is that we do, um, you'll make it a lot longer. But as, as far as words of wisdom, um, we were told in the academy, this is not a job. It's a lifestyle. It's not a job. It's a, it's more than a career. It's, it's, it's your life. It's what defines you. It's, um, I'm not down with that. So, um, when you retire from your, from your career, regardless of what it is, uh, you're probably not going to be remembered, um, by, by your job or, um, maybe a couple of buddies you've made along the way might remember you, but you're going to be forgotten. Your family will always, always remember you. Um, so make sure that you have your priorities in order, even from, even from, you know, rookie to salty, uh, you know, 30 year dude, uh, make sure your priorities are in order. Uh, make sure family's first, make sure family's taken care of, uh, make sure the ones you love are taken care of. Um, uh, and, and keep good relationships with those folks. Cause when you're an old ass, uh, crusty, uh, you know, dude that watches cars go by, um, from your front porch, your family will, will still be around. Um, your job will not be. Well said, man. And, uh, it's always, I think it's always awkward for anybody to take a compliment, but I, I appreciate it. Take it. Oh, you're going to take it. Oh, you know, that's right. Especially <laughs> when I go get some biscuits and gravy. I'm so glad I didn't play deliverance over that, by the way. <laughs> I know you wanted to. Well, and they I started, you. I was like, all right, I'm going to fuck up his thing. I was like, no, I'll let him speak. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. It just got real. <laughs> well, buddies, um, it's a different day in your state. It's almost a different day in my state from when we started. I yeah. thank you for your service, man. I, I'm not blowing smoke. This is one of the funnest podcasts I've done ever. So I appreciate that's, you. That's a, that's a lot, but I, I I'm not fucking kidding, sir. dude. I'm not fucking kidding, man. You represented you and your cousins very well tonight. And I'm <laughs> proud of you. Well, I appreciate your service uh, before, during, and whatever your future may hold. I, I appreciate you 100%. I really do mean that. I appreciate that. And I hope my future is holding you with that said, everybody, you know what to do, do yeah. the things that you guys do to continue to support this podcast. I'm uh, I'm very humbled that anybody listens to it, but spread the word, tell people about it. Hopefully like they like my dumb jokes and if they don't fuck them. And if you want to keep this thing, this fucking train rolling, so I don't have to get a real job, you know what to do. Take care of the fine sponsors of the podcast that put up with cousin jokes and butthole jokes. And also, I got all kinds of merch, coins, all kinds of good stuff. So anytime you buy something nice for you or your mistress, you're helping me out. And of course, click the link at every single podcast and you can become a monthly donor. It's like Patreon, but you don't get anything. And it helps me keep on the candle down here, which has not burned me down yet. 
I should probably blow it out. With that said, remember, don't marry your cousin. Country roads do take you home. It's all bullshit, and I love most of you. Bye-bye.